genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we continue our swing through the Spider-Man franchise with the film that redefined what an animated film could look like while introducing the broader world to Miles Morales and the multiverse. It's 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We don't have a guest. No guest. No guest this week. Yeah, you're, you know, you're right, Scott. Um, the We take it for granted now. I mean, th- this movie is five years old, but before Everything Everywhere All at Once, yep. before No Way Home, before Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. you had Spider-Verse. Before Loki. Before Loki. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, be- it's, it's kind of wild. Some- yeah. And as usual... It's often overlooked because it's an animated film. Right. It's very true. Um, but it changed everything, this movie. Uh, especially, it, it, it changed what an animated film could be, um, both from a story standpoint, uh, a, a, an audience standpoint, um, as well as uh, what it could be from a from a design Technical. standpoint. Yeah. Um, you know, we're now seeing the fruits of uh, Into the Spider-Verse's labor in the form of, like, Dream War over at DreamWorks. You know, you have um, Puss and the Boots. bad guys and Puss in Boots. And, and uh, of course, uh, ba- oh, back at, at Sony and Netflix, you had Mitchells versus the Machine. Uh, yeah. You know, so we're starting to see the thing that they invented on this movie, the technique they invented. Um come into play uh and it all comes from the fact that lord and miller like while they were developing this style once it was done they collectively decided with sony to not like privatize it they just Mm -hmm. open sourced it they're like here it is world use it you know you use this make animation better um, right. Yeah. That's kind of insane because that is not something that a corporate entity tends to do. They tend to hoard everything like a dragon ho- hoards gold. Sure. But, uh, yeah. 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 And like credit to Sony for, 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 you know, going against the grain and the creatives, you know, Lord Miller and company for, you know, yeah, doing that. And it, it, it did. I mean, like it, I remember thinking watching this movie for the first time, like, wow, I feel like I just watched it felt like something had been tele to deliver to us from the future. Yeah. But somehow we were getting it in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really cool to see now it took, it took five years almost, but now we're starting to see other animated films start to 
honor that promise and right you know start pushing pushing this forward too yeah absolutely um would love to see what pixar would do with it uh but i think that pixar is too uh stuck in their ways to use someone else's um you know anim- animated invention to like do something new right. with it you know for sure yeah um yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, you know, they invented making... a whole they ho- invented a whole style of animation. And so, oh gosh, yeah. you know, it's sort of like um, I would talk about about Arclight, the the theater company out here that closed inventing assigned seatings uh, at movie mm-hmm. theaters. No yeah. other theater had ever done that before. They were the very first ones to do that. And they did it first. And then everyone copied them forever all the way to, you know, cut to 20 years later. Now they're behind the times because everyone else has moved on past that and they're like struggling to keep up because, you know, sure. people are having like the AMC A list and like all and like, you know, Alamo Draft House has like full meals brought to your seat and like all of these things are doing these other things and they're still back when they were innovators in 2001. Right. Um, yeah, and I feel and like that- Pixar is, is kind of stuck in the same mode right now. Right. Like they were making like Toy Story literally broke the mold and was this evolutionary step of animation. Right. And they had an unprecedented run of classics. But now 20 years later, you know, they're making movies of like, uh, I don't know, what's what's like a bad version? Like if elements had feelings. Right. <laughs> God. Do, you, do you see the box office estimates for that one? Woof. No, man. Oh, man, it's bad. It's the wor- it's the worst opening. I think it I think it was uh, 28 million. Is what it's estimating. <sighs> That's it, which, like, which is like yeah. thirty million less than Lightyear, which was a gigantic financial failure. Yeah, because like, I mean, like the movie could be good. The movie, the movie itself could be like really not even fine, but great. It could be great, but it could be from a mark from a consumer standpoint. As like a guy who goes to the movies, every time I see that trailer, it looks like a Barry parody of a Pixar movie. It does, and not only not only that. I think there's an there's an extra element of like it looks like a story I've seen Pixar do a billion times before back mm-hmm. to basics. But granted, to in their defense, when they shook things up, that didn't work either. Apparently, so sure. with Lightyear, yeah, yeah, with, with with Lightyear and like yeah, because like you know, Turning Red doesn't count because that didn't get released in theaters, and Luca doesn't count because that didn't get released in theaters. Um, but That's true. like. Yeah, so it's it's complicated, but like yeah, it just looks like a very back to basics Pixar movie with the added element of like it looks inspired by Spider-Verse in so much as it's kind of urban looking. Right. The way that yeah. Spider-Verse is, but like not any of like the the new animation style or like they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're just trying to like yeah, we're just going to continue doing our thing over here that we've done yeah. since 1995. Like, Turning Red, a movie that I, I, I love with my whole heart. Yeah, it's um, phenomenal. And it was, was, and it was, so, it was so phenomenal because it really felt like that was, like, the per- like for even especially for an animated film, which, as we'll get into, is, like, a Herculean effort involving hundreds, if not thousands, of artists and technicians. Uh, Turning Red felt like it was, like, ripped from the heart of Domi Shi. And yeah. like it was authorial in a way that you, you know, it was like, oh, man, this feels really personal. And like it's autobiographical in a way. And just like, so what like, yeah, what, what a great movie. If you haven't seen Turning Red. It is odd that the two that is, is it's only two times that that Pixar movies have had female directors. Right. Um, 
Gosh, yeah. And, and, we'll in like, and in both cases, I believe, I'll just say these two cases, and if there's a third case, like, let, like remind me. But mm-hmm. the two cases that I'm thinking of, both cases are about the relationship between a mother and a daughter, and one of at least one of them turns into a creature of some sort. Right, yeah. Some kind of bear-like <laughs> creature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler Isn't break. that weird? I feel that like that's weird. weird. What's, what's, that, what's that meme where, like, if I had a nickel... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the one that the one that Sam Gash likes to use a lot, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, 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 yeah, it's 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 weird. But anyway, back to um, Spider Verse. I feel like I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot about the state of animation, though. Um, just because, sure. especially between this and like in a few weeks when we cover across the Spider Verse, um, you know, I think there's just a lot to say. But. Um, yeah. Into the Spider Verse. It's the first uh, non Pixar, non Disney Pixar uh, animated uh, best animated feature win um, since 2011, uh, which was Rango. Um, oh wow! I love yeah. Rango. Yeah, uh, I for- I'd forgotten that that had won. Honestly, <laughs> it, it um, seems way too weird to win an Oscar. It does. It seems weird, and it seems. Like most people have collectively forgotten Rango, um, mm-hmm. it's it's more of just like oh yeah, remember when you know like that that, that kind yeah. of well because yeah. like you know there's no like there's no Sony Animation theme park you know that's true Maybe there should yeah. be uh, <laughs> there's no Rattlesnake Jake slithering around Universal Studios or Disneyland yeah. or whatever yeah that's true. Um, so yeah, so so Spider Man into the Spider Verse. This dropped in in 2018. I'm no, I'm already sensing the sort of like new, the new, uh, world order of across the Spider Verse coming out. Because mm-hmm. when we saw we saw this together, this is this is the first movie in this in this series that we saw together, um, and we <laughs> saw it at a at a preview screening. Um, it at was like, light. yeah, at the arc light. Uh, and it was like a month, six weeks to a month before yeah. the movie was released in theaters worldwide. It was like, it was like early November. I feel like, and it opened mm-hmm. December eighteenth. So it was like way in advance. Um, and there have been no preview screenings of Across the Spider Verse because they think at the time they were like, we need people to see this. We need people to like uh, prophesize this and like get the word out and like be like oh my god like everybody has to go see this um whereas with across the spider-verse they're like everybody knows they gotta go see this yeah like yeah i mean you know because like yeah you had you had this movie with had five years of being becoming a modern classic which takes time like yeah it i mean even a movie as good as this it takes a couple years if not longer to really sort of age well and become beloved and have fans that were eight when the movie came out are now like teenagers, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're totally right. Cause like at the time this was post homecoming. Yep. Pre far from home. Yeah. This sort of started the conversation of, I don't think you get no way home without this movie. No, absolutely not. In fact, all three Spider-Man, they wanted all three live action Spider-Man in this movie in a post credit scene. And in and and Sony was like, no, that's too confusing. No one will understand what's going on. Don't do that. They're going right. to be confused. They're going to think this has something to do with them, and it doesn't. And it's too confusing. Don't do it. And so then they ended up doing the Miguel Harris uh, O'Harris thing instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so 
Absolutely. Because, yeah. again, no one knew what the multiverse was. No one knew what the multiverse was. So, like, you know, the, those preview screenings that we were lucky enough to get to was because, like, I could, I can imagine Sony being like, oh, is this going to confuse audiences? Or are they going to be like, well, who is this? Is this some, some dumb cartoon? Can I skip this one? Is this the MCU? Right. Is this which Peter Parker is this? Who's Miles Morales? Why does this right. suit look different? Right. And, yeah, just five years later... We're about to, everyone's excited about a movie with like two Batman and two Flash and a Supergirl in it. Right. And everybody, uh, yeah, that's very true. Um, but like, it's also, you know, this movie, the thing with this movie is like, it didn't open huge. Um, no. It just had insane legs. I, this movie was in theaters from December 18th through like, I remember it just leaving theaters before Endgame crazy so the spring yeah which is unheard of yeah this 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 sucker was in theaters for months which is not a thing anymore like it's just six weeks and it's on vod like well you know it's fun you know another i think the last time i could think of that happening in modern times is you had everywhere everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. had crazy legs and even came back in theaters after the oscar nominations and stuff that's true that's true and and then, very recent, even more recently than that, you had Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, true, which stayed in theaters even after it was on Peacock. Right, right. That's very true. Um, yeah, and 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 you know, it's yeah, it's that thing. It's that it's that certain magical title that will stay in theaters past its home video debut. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you can go buy the Blu-ray and then go to your local theater and watch the movie if you want. Sure, you know, Um, or vice versa. But yeah, there's something about animation. You know, you know to talk. You know, the and and this also does this goes for everything ever all at once. Where those are all three movies that really reward obsessive repeat viewings. Uh Because like a great work of art, the longer you stare at it, the more often you go back and return to it. You just keep finding more and more little sparks of humanity and humor and being like, oh, I never noticed that before. And I can tell you from personal experience, uh, that's true, because I saw this movie like seven or eight times in theaters. Nice. Um, I just kept going back. Couldn't get enough of it. Uh, And like there were times, you know, because I was working at Arclight at the time Mm -hmm. where like if I had a break, I would just pop into Spider-Verse and watch like 20 minutes of it. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I saw this three times. I just remembered I saw this three times. I saw this with you, which is like, and Zach, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and our, our mutual friend Abbott, your, your roommate. Oh my time. God. Of course. Yeah. God, I forgot yeah. that bench. That was a deep bench. Um, yeah. I mean, that is like, that honestly, that is like top 10 movie going experiences of my life. It, I think it, I'm trying to think of one that tops it, honestly. And it's tough because it's it was really a tough. week after. That's right. That's how we time it. It was one week after the death of Stan Lee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And so, like, when the Stan Lee cameo comes up, the reaction in the audience was a collective gasp of just like, oh, my God, we just recovered from losing this guy. And there he is. And he's doing the most Stan Lee shit I've ever seen. And it's just it's the best. And everybody applauded. And it was amazing. He couldn't. They couldn't. It's it's spooky in the in the most beautiful way. It's spooky how perfect his like three lines are like is the first thing out of his mouth is I'm going to miss him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The only thing 
the worst part about Spider-Verse is that it came out before Endgame, making Endgame the last time that we see him in a movie. Um, Make love, not war! Uh, the worst, just, maybe the <laughs> worst Stan Lee cameo, uh, very possibly. <laughs> uh, I'm not crazy about the Incredible Hulk one where he like he has a heart attack. Or oh, right. Yeah, that one's not great either. <laughs> um, that's true. That's true. Uh, but, this, but, but that one was yeah. rough. Um, and then the second time I saw this was in Texas when it came out. I took my, my brother and my two nephews, and yeah. that was great. I, I remember clocking. One of them was actually wearing Air Jordans, and I was like. Oh man, like this is this is gonna wreck. This You're about to get your shit, shit rocked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then I got to see it one last time at the dome. Uh huh. Oh as, man, yeah. I saw it. I definitely saw it in the dome. I think I saw it in the dome. Uh, I think I think Bethany came to visit, and that's where we watched it. Was in the, the dome. Oh, nice. The famous um, Cinerama Dome. Yeah, and she and she was just like I think that might have been the first thing she saw in the dome. Um, wow. And it just like I was like, you don't know what you're in for, and you know Bethany and and yeah. animated stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. you know that uh, musicals, yeah, yeah. And so she just was like, okay, and just right away was like, holy shit! If every animated movie was like that, I would I would be a much larger fan of animated movies. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's crazy. And like, if every movie was, I mean, like every movie can't be this, but it really is like. I remember just the first time we saw this and like the end credits were going and, you know, we were just kind of like mouth agape, just like yeah. bathing in the vibes of the movie. It was like, I feel like creatively, artistically reinvigorated. Yes. Like, yes, this is our new moonshot. This is like the new thing that we're all kind of going to try and like hit every yeah. time we put, put, put finger to the keyboard or pen to right. paper. Right, right, right. Because it's that. It's a thing where it's so fucking tight. Um and it's and it's tight in a way that I love. Like it feels like if if I watched this blind with no credits and somebody told me Edgar Wright directed it, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. That's the same it, kind it of has like... that yeah, it has that quick pace and that tight script, that super tight script, and the ability to rewatch it a million times and get new stuff out of it and see mm-hmm. new setups and payoffs that you didn't see the first few times. Um, it's it's kind of unbelievable in that way. Yeah, um, and it's a, it's a testament yeah. to the medium of animation. Yeah, like you kind of Edgar Wright is kind of the closest, or Brad Bird, who's an animator, is like the closest live action has been able to get to something this refined and tight and flawless and it's it's really interesting when you think about it from the perspective of like wasn't 28 yeah 2018 was the same year like that summer solo had come out right right yeah so it's 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 so crazy that this movie also works as a middle finger sure (laughs) From Lord Miller back to Lucasfilm to be like, this is what you could have had if you would have just let us do yeah. work our process. I could have got you there. This could have been yeah. yours. Right. This this what it would have been about Han Solo and Chewbacca. Like you know? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, like this this is this like this movie it, on, on such a spiritual molecular level just understands the character of Spider Man. Yes. And 
no pun intended, it is, it is, it is in many ways the ultimate Spider-Man movie. It really is. It really, really is. Um, I am so excited for Across the Spider-Verse, uh, which as of this recording, we have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's got it's it's got a lot to live up to. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost <laughs> kind of like it's so well, it's so funny because watching this, I was of two minds of like, you know, this only happens once or twice in a lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. an experience like that, a movie like this. But also just the hint of of uh, beyond the spider verse that we've seen across the spider verse that we've seen yeah. it's like wow this already looks quaint yes i know which is i remember being like how the hell are they going to top this ever right and the answer is i mean god oh my god that first trailer where you just see like the oh. avalanche of spider-man chasing miles yeah um, yeah yeah um also it should be noted that 2018 was an insane year for Spider-Man in general because right, yeah. you had four Spider-Man projects released in 2018 outside of comics, right? Obviously there mm. were comics, but outside of comics and multimedia, there were four Spider-Man projects and they were all coming at Spider-Man from a completely different angle. And yeah. so you had, you had Spider-Man heavily featured in Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, early that summer, right? Almost kind of the breakout had, character of that movie. Absolutely, you had um, you had Venom, uh, right? Which, which was you know different and like unexpected, huge hit, um, unexpectedly funny and and kind of sweet, which yeah, no one yeah. thought was going to be the case, you know. <laughs> For sure. And then you had uh, Spider-Man PS4, um, which huge benchmark in gaming, unfucking believable, yeah. Um, and then you had this, and it was just like, I have never felt more spoiled <laughs> as a Spider-Man fan than that year. And this was also the year that I was recording the third season of the Spider-Man Minute. Wow. So it was just like, I was just like, Spider-Man was coming out of every orifice this this year for me. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. Um, like, you yeah. could go home, you could watch Spider-Verse, and I'm sure you did this, when you would watch Spider-Verse, come home and play the Spider-Man game. Yes, 100%. Totally. Totally. Yeah, because also, like, I think all the DLC was starting to hit around the time that Spider-Verse came out because the Spider-Verse suit was was one of the suits in the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so. and then, like, soon after that, you had Far From Home coming out. Right. And then the Miles Morales game. Right. Right. It's... Yeah. It's been a good time. And it's it's been crazy because most of it's like been excellent like not just like good or like okay but like excellent (laughs) yeah really yeah yeah like i mean like you know when far from home is kind of the weakest link of all that yeah which is i will talk about it next week but i that's a great movie i love that movie yeah no it's a great movie yeah absolutely (laughs) um yeah i i'm I'm excited to talk about it next week Mm -hmm. um so okay Spider-Man is the Spider-Verse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big, this is a big subject. Let's do um, this one last time. Yeah. Uh, so it all began in 2014. Uh, well, probably began in 2013, but we have, a, we have a record of the movie in development going back as far as 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Pascal met with Lord and Miller and was like, hey, I, I, I'm, we're, I'm talking to Marvel Studios about starting to, you know, 
to take over the live action stuff. Um, so, you know, as a result of that, like, we want to keep the Spider-Man thing going at Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're thinking animation and you guys made, you know, two of our, our favorite animated films that Sony animation has ever done. The two cloudy with the chance of meatballs movies. You also did the Lego movies, which we also love, um, even though you didn't make them here, but, uh, you know, uh, what did, what would you think about making a Spider-Man animated film? And they said, uh, they said yes, but they had, um, they had two stipulations. Uh, one was that it it had to be Miles Morales. Um, they didn't have any interest in making another Peter Parker movie. They wanted mm-hmm. to introduce the world to Miles Morales. Um, and it needed to be a Spider-Verse movie because they just thought the idea of playing around with multiple Spider-Men is like the funnest idea and something that at the time you could only do in animation. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, and even now, yeah. like, you know, Spider-Pig, Spider-Man Noir, Penny, those are characters that are uniquely taking advantage of the fact that this is an animated film. Right, right. Um, so they agreed to come on and produce it. They wanted to direct it, but uh, they would not be available to um, due to uh, uh, their um directing uh solo a star wars movie uh, a movie that did come out uh without their names attached to it mm-hmm. um so uh you know i think they i think ultimately like it did it did the movie a lot of favors them not directing it um and i don't sure. mean that as a slight against lord miller but i think that the directing team that they did get on this movie i think the combination of those three guys um bob Perchetti, peter ramsey and rodney rothman really gave the film so many different perspectives, which is exactly what it needed. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I think as a result, I think we got a much better film, uh, that we even would have gotten from Lord Miller if they had just directed it. Um, so yeah. So the, the plan was like, okay, we want to change the way, animated films look we want to we want to bring i mean it all came with just the simple idea of just like we want to make the spider-man we want to make a spider-man animated movie we wanted to make it look like comics what does that mean Mm -hmm. and what resulted out of that question was two years of development to make 10 seconds wow a 10 second shot of basically test footage to say like, okay, so I know we've been talking about this for a while. We finally got it to the way that we wanted it to look. This is what we want the movie to look like. Here's 10 seconds permission to continue, you know? And this, these 10 seconds blew everyone's fucking minds apart at Sony and Marvel. Do you happen to know what was it like miles swinging or was it like I'm, really I'm not sure I know what the first shot w- that they made in the movie but I don't think these 10 seconds were part of that I don't think they were actually like uh, a part of the movie I think they were sure. just like some 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 sort of test footage I'm not sure mm-hmm. um if I had to guess it would be some iteration of uh Miles's first flight um mm-hmm, the leap of faith 
the leap of faith. That's what I assume. But also during this two year price process, this is also when uh, Phil Lord was uh, uh, scripting the 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 film while sure. also co directing Solo: A Star Wars Story. So, um, you know, kind of a long uh, uh, development process, mm-hmm. um, like most animated things. Um, so two years in, this is now 2016. Uh, they get the green light to like, yeah, make the movie in that style. Uh, and what this style is, the thing that they invented um, is the idea of a CG, a CG animation in which the details are hand drawn onto the cells of the CG animation. Um, and they sort of work in tandem with each other, essentially. Uh, and what that gives you is all of the expressiveness that you can get out of 2D animation with a sort of 3D world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that had never been done before, never even been thought of before. Uh, and the other thing that they did was to really let the hand-drawn animation sing so that they wanted it to be like any shot in this movie you could pause and it'll look like a panel from a comic book um and to get that they animated the whole movie on twos um and what that means is uh you know animating something on ones or or shooting something on ones for that matter um is uh you know there's 24 frames per second there's 24 frames of movement so each frame is a, a a a new cell a new frame a new new shot mm-hmm. um and you get the movement out of that and you get this very smooth movement as a result mm-hmm. animating something on twos means you double every shot so now you're only animating 12 frames for every 24 frames which lets you hold on each shot for like an extra frame which gives it that sort of choppy quality but also adds this weird like texture but also this kind of smoothness in terms of like being able to see everything there's no motion blur um yeah yeah yeah. but in order to create motion blur they had to draw it um versus uh it just sort of naturally happening like it does in regular animation and live action like 24 frames per second Mm -hmm. shooting um and uh uh yeah all of this was sort of invented by them, the combination of all of these things was invented by them and the animation team uh, to create this this style of this movie. And you know, the 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 entire movie is animated on twos, but every once in a while they'll mix it up. Well, they where um, you know in a in a in a scene where they're like moving really fast, like the characters are moving fast, they might animate the characters on twos, but the background on ones. So. Okay. Whereas, like, the background is moving, is changing every frame. The characters are only moving every other frame. Um, and, and that creates, like, you know, a sense of speed, a sense of, of movement. And then there's other times, too, where, like, for example, there's a scene where um, Miles, and, uh, Miles and, and Peter are sharing web, web shooters, and, and he's teaching him how to web sling through the forest, mm-hmm. right? Um, and... To show that Peter is better at this than Miles, Miles was animated on twos and Peter was animated on ones. Yeah. So great. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. Uh, it's <laughs> so great. And it's not something that you really notice, 
but you but your brain is like clocking it you know yeah 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 uh, yeah um so so yeah all of that stuff was all invented for this for this movie um and yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's it's a hell of an achievement. I mean, you know, I I wish there was a more complicated development process, but there wasn't. It was just time. It, it was, was just, just time and effort. Time and effort and love. So much love. Everyone loved working on this. Everyone said, like, I went home more exhausted than I've ever been every day, and every day I woke up and I couldn't get wait to get back to work, which is like. So, you know, the, the, this movie was sort of before the discussion, the topic of, you know, overworking your CG animators. And yeah, this was before the menace, the, the, the phantom menace of AI art and the, you know, artists and creatives suddenly feeling like embattled. And yeah. I think about this movie and like, yeah, just what you just said is like the idea of like giving these artists and technicians work that they could be proud of. And guess what? They didn't half ass it. No. You know, David Zaslav, they didn't like, you know, sleepwalk and clock out at, you know, 4 p.m. and go sleep in a hammock and count their money or whatever you people think that artists do when they're given work that's inspired that you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. This movie's overflowing with love and humanity and creativity. Well, and the difference uh, between what you're what you're referencing the the sort of like visual effects abuse that's happening mm. in in the industry right now, um, and this is that uh, and the difference between working hard and being overworked is the amount of work you are expected to deliver, mm-hmm. right? Like on a personal person to person basis, yeah. so you know, whereas that like whereas a, a a VFX house or whatever each individual animator at a VFX house is expected to like get like I don't know like hey you're going to be responsible for twenty four shots well that's a fucking lot of stuff, um yeah. that's a lot of stuff to do, and but like we got to do it because this movie's got a thousand VFX shots in it and we're one VFX house of seventeen VFX houses that are going to be working on this and we have a targeted date and they're going to probably move it ahead a month and not tell us about it and like we're just going to have to fucking roll with it or yep. we'll never get hired again. Um, mm-hmm. But the difference here is that they're working hard and they're working just as hard as those other guys are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But but they're but they're doing it in a they're not being given as much work. They're just expected to put their all into everything that they're given. So they might only be working on five shots in this movie, right? Over mm-hmm. the course of, you know, the three years of development that they have on this movie. But they're expected to put so much life and personality into those five shots. And that's what they're working so hard on. They're not just being like yeah, make the sky gray again because it matches the thing that, and you know, whatever. Like, just get mm-hmm. it done. You know, it's not right. that. It's make this the most creatively fulfilling thing you could possibly do, but work your ass off. But like, you're gonna love. You're gonna be proud of the five shots that you finish for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, I feel like a lot of VFX uh, artists probably forget which shots they fucking worked on. You know, sure, yeah, at, yeah. at a certain point. Um, and I, and, I remember and that sucks because you can't you can't feel deeply proud of it, you know. And that's the way why you we would this absolutely. And I, I remember being on Twitter at the time, and you know I, I follow a lot of animators on Twitter and people that work in animation, and seeing people 
with pride showing like I did that I this was my five frames you know miles running up the stairs or like the security cop doing his little dance or yeah. like penny or spider ham doing something and it's yeah. like you can like I was really proud of this blah 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 and like it's inspiring and it's it's empowering to see to watch a movie that is like running on that type of hard work but also enthusiasm and passion yeah yeah i mean it's 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 so fun it it's so like heartwarming and 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 like wonderful seeing people react that way cuz like even even my wife who who works on yellow jackets as a as a post coordinator um the showtime series you know one of her jobs on that show is to find um uh stock footage that they use in the show for like this that or the other you know it's mm. not like it's like a lot of shots but every once in a while you'll get like a flash of something and that's stock footage because they're like why would we shoot that we'll just use stock footage mm-hmm. um and every time one of those happens you know she'll be like i i found that i i found that and that is why that is in the show and she's yeah. so proud of that you know and that's just finding stock footage you know like i can't imagine how these animators feel like the guy who animated bagel when the bagel <laughs> right yeah it's yeah. that scientist you know and that got and that and i remember what i i remember every everything about watching this for the first time and like that yeah. got a big laugh yeah like because yes. the audience was so glued to the screen that they clocked it right right absolutely um so so yeah, I mean it's 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 just it's just really it's crazy. This movie ended up um again going back to the to the uh 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 working hard but not overworked um uh thing. This broke the record at Sony for the most animators ever on a single project with 140 animators. Wow. Um which is, you know, huge across the Spider-Verse breaks the record for most animated most animators on an animated film, period, ever. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, it's That's the biggest insane. animated film of all time. Um, is is across the Spider Verse, which makes sense because it's also the longest. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah. And and you know, it took five years. Yeah. This this was supposed to come out last year, or you know, Across was supposed to come out in 2022, yeah. and then it was pushed back, and people were like, "Oh man," but like. Also, like to quote another popular meme, like let him cook. Right, right. Like this this movie got pushed back too. It was supposed to come out right. in uh like like June of twenty eighteen and it got pushed back to December. Mm-hmm. Um I believe because the, the the idea was it was gonna come out in June and then they dropped the teaser, which announced that it was it was coming out in December instead. Um okay. but they were like, sorry, we're pushing it back, but like fucking look at this shit. Are you kidding me? Right. Come on. Yeah. Let yeah. us Yeah, let us cook. <laughs> and it's like it, it's 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 something that I I find really inspiring. I mean, you know, you and I and Cass and everyone have spent years working on the new season of Geek by Night and mm-hmm. it's not fun to push stuff back. Like no. You you want it to exist. You want people to see it and experience this thing that you're working really hard on, but at the end of the day, we're we're pushing it it's like an act of love because it's like no, we uh, it's not perfect yet and like because when it is released, we want to be able to like push it out with all the love and be like right. we did it. This is it. And like hell yeah, it took however many years because like that's how long Look it at took. It. Look at <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. Um, um 
Are we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, great. Good. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I don't have anything because there's not any like interesting stories about like casting or sure. or or anything like that. And like you know, I can get into like little things as we as we go through it. Yeah. Um. You know, certain like character design stuff and 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 stuff like that. But um. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, there there's no drama on this one. You yeah. know. <laughs> just, just 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 elbow grease. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Not often, uh, you know, I, I guess at the level of not fucking around this movie is doing, like, the studio logos get you hyped. Yeah. It's right away letting the audience know, like, you are, it's kind of, it's almost like their version of Wizard of Oz, where you are about to enter a different dimension right now. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and ending on the co- the Comics Code Authority symbol. Oh is that was that was the first moment that I think the audience in that first screening we went to was like, oh, OK, they know what's up. Like, they know what's up. They're like, oh, they know what's up. This is yeah. oh, shit. We're we're about to we're about to be in for it. Um, and then you get the drop of. And, you know, it's so it's 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 perfect. It's beautiful that the ultimate Spider-Man movie, maybe the best comic book movie ever made. Starts with approved by the Comics Code Authority. Yeah. And is like, hey, remember comics? Yeah. Comics are pretty effing cool. Like we this is like a 180 degree turn from you know X-Men year 2000. What what were you expecting Yellow Spandex? This is as much of a celebration of comics as it is animation. Avi Arad has come so far. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Uh, I watch I watch a lot of like behind the scenes stuff on this and Avi Arad mm-hmm. I he is just the most Tommy Wiseau motherfucker that's sure. ever lived other than Tommy I... Wiseau himself he like he is in all of, everyone else is in business attire he is decked out in Miles Morales like t shirt hat he's got like a, a hoodie he's got like a scarf like all of it is all Miles Morales merchandise amazing <laughs> you gotta you gotta admire it. You do. You do. It's like, well, you know, he does love this stuff. He really does. He's he proud. Really does. <laughs> He's a proud man. <laughs> and uh, we get uh, the comic book. All right, people, let's do this one last time. Chris Pine. Uncredited. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uncredited. That's interesting. I wonder how that yeah. works. I don't know. Uh, uncredited. And I was, I was, I remember the first time we watched this, I was like, it's not Jake Johnson. Who is this? I, and I was so confused because I was like, is that Jake Johnson? How is he making his voice sound like this? He never sounds like this. Um, and then like way later when we finally meet Peter B. Parker, um, I'm like, oh, well, that's Jake Johnson. Well, who the fuck was that guy at the beginning? And it was like I had to like read an interview at one point because it's not it wasn't on IMDb at the time or anything like that. So um, crazy. Yeah. Fully, fully uncredited. Uh, everyone call on, on the on the staff of the movie uh, referred to this Peter Parker as R.I. Peter Parker. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I, yeah, brutal. But I love that. And I love I love this whole this was the thing like the Comics Code Authority. Everybody was like, oh, and then this this montage. Th- yeah. Little like 30 second montage, however the fucking long it is. Right. It does everything, everything like I have never heard bigger reactions from an audience than the first time we watched this 30 second thing. 
because it was yeah. like it was it was the popsicle. Everybody laughed at that. Everybody laughed at the jing- the, the spider bells. And then when he is Spider Man three dancing, I mean, it was like. And it was the music from Spider-Man yeah. 3. Everyone was collectively losing their fucking minds. Um, <laughs> uh, it was insane. And, you know, like, you know, them using Cliff Robertson's voice for Uncle Ben. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Some, something I think I might have clocked this for the very first time is it's cool how they are showing you. And there's no way you can catch. I don't know if anyone caught this the first time they watched this. But it's showing you, look, this isn't quite your anyone else's Spider-Man. But... Right. He hit all the marks. For example, the upside down kiss. Mary Jane is upside down. Right, right. Um, the, uh, the, the part car where being thrown through the window. He turns he around and punches. Punches it. it. <laughs> yeah. The, when the he's train. dancing down the street, he's Spider Man in the Spider Man costume, not Peter Parker he, in like the black suit or anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't even. I don't. It didn't even register to me the first time I watched it. But in retrospect, it's so smart. If like this is our, its own universe, but he's he's our guy. He's our boy. Like you know this guy, yeah. and. He's the best, most optimized version of Spider-Man we've ever seen. Right. And it's great because it sets up a couple of things. Um, It sets up the fact that um, while this isn't like technically the ultimate universe, right? Miles Morales comes from the ultimate ultimate Marvel universe, right? Mm -hmm. And his origin is tied to the death of Peter Parker in the ultimate universe. Um, You know, because the idea is that Miles, they wanted to introduce Miles in a world where he is the one and only Spider-Man. And the only mm-hmm. way to do that is to kill off the other one, right? Yeah. Um, and so you have, you, you're setting up the idea that, like, like, Miles comes from an alternate Marvel universe. He's not from the 616. And so you're setting up this other... Spider-Man and you're get, you're hitting all you're making all the hits, right? And you're like, "Look, see Spider-Man, but it's slightly off. It's slightly off." And as yeah. over the course of the the movie, you start learning more and more things that are just slightly askew about Miles's universe. That Miles's home universe is not our universe. It's mm-hmm. not the 616. It's Miles's universe. And, you know, things like Peter uh, uh R.I. Peter being uh blonde, you mm-hmm. know? Um, things like that. And I, I, I love all of that. And I also love that once again, they, they, they take his origin from the comic seriously. Um, and they're like, no, we, Miles can't be the first Spider-Man. He needs to be the second one, but he has to be the only one, which means he has to be there when Peter dies and have that guilt, the guilt of like, should I have done something? Cause that Mm -hmm. is his, that's the thing is like. And I and I wonder if that's going to be part of what they go into in Across the Spider Verse. All of you listening to this already know whether or not they did. But the idea of the with great power comes great responsibility. Like you know, we all lose somebody, and you learn from that and become a better Spider Man as a result. Well, the thing that the 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 person that that Miles lost at the start of it was uh uh the best mentor he ever could have possibly had, yeah. um, which was that Spider Man. Uh, the Chris Pine Spider-Man and he lost that Spider-Man and had to like figure all of this stuff on his own for a while until he meets, you know, Peter B. Parker. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's all so good. And then on top of all of that, the opening, this movie ending this little montage on the line, I'm the one and only, uh, uh, what does he say? I'm the one and only Spider-Man. The, the when he winks, what yeah, does he yeah, say? yeah. Oh, God, 
And I always will be, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm the one and only Spider-Man, and I always will be. And then winks, and then cut to Miles. And what I love about that line is it is setting up. That's why there's a wink. It's setting up like we know that there's some assholes out there who don't like Miles. Fuck Mm -hmm. you. We know we're out there, so we're going to call you out right now. And we're going to wink at you to be like, we know you're there, assholes. And you know what? By the end of this movie, we're going to fucking win you over. Yeah. <laughs> and I, this... I love that. It's so good. And, you know, it's good from that, from the meta standpoint, but it's also good from like, the story standpoint of, like, the I love the bookends of I'm the one, on, one and only Spider-Man and then Miles saying I'm the one and only Spider-Man at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just so – I love – and every Spider-Man saying I'm the one and only Spider-Man is also Sure. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that it's, stuff is just incredible. And we're only like 30 seconds into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get like an all-time character introduction of like I mean it really is up there with like Marty McFly Power of Love. Yeah. Of, you know, Miles Morales, Sunflower, him doodling in his little notebook and like that bad version of singing you do when you're, you're alone in your room and right. Just much F- like much like Pete Davidson uh, in in uh, in King of Staten Island, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. On a headlight song, he's doing that. He's doing <laughs> that, that thing. thing where he doesn't yeah. know all the words, but he just like yeah. he likes the song, and like effortlessly endearing you to this kid. Um, yeah. and we get uh, it's his first day of school. He's about to go to this really expensive, prestigious science academy or like yep. career tech academy where he's going to be living there during the week and then coming home on weekends. Right. And the subtle differences between Miles's background and Peter's background, like Miles has two parents. Right. He has a dad who's a cop and a mom who's a nurse that love him very much and smother him. And like, do, do, do any, does any, do any filmmakers make better dads than Lord and Miller? Wow. Oh wow. That's a good point. You got you got uh James Kahn. Right. In in the Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs. You have yeah. Nick Offerman and Mitchell's in the Machines. Yeah. Uh you have um Oh gosh. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um you know, Paperboy. Oh, Guy Brian Tyree Henry. Bri- yeah. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry. Um and you have, yeah. um, in uh, I mean, in a way, you have uh, Will Ferrell in Lego Movie. Sure, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, he's a dad. Uh, yeah, he is a dad, and it's literally about him being a dad, and and you know, he's they're good at that. Um, that's a and it's an underrated skill, I think, doing the sort of like gruff dad that is also like, oh man, I just I want this man to give me a hug. Look at him. <laughs> no, for sure. And like like he's just such a dad in this. Like from the get you know, the personal valet going once, going twice. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um oh, the part the part where he's like so put out by the coffee shop and he's like, oh look at this, look at this coffee shop. Oh they're around the corner. Can you believe Miles? I'm like, yeah dad. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, they uh they recorded that scene um, sitting in chairs where uh, Shamik Moore was seated behind uh, Brian Tyree Henry to get the same energy of like being in the car together. Oh, that's great! Oh yeah. man, what does he say? Like with no, with no visibility comes no accountability. Or with like, an- yeah, I don't think that's how that goes. <laughs> it's not even how the saying goes. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, uh, yeah, A plus voice acting, and yeah, I love, I love like the world is so alive. Even when like when Miles is like passing by his old school, and they're like, "Hey, Miles, like, oh, we miss you, Miles. Like, oh, you miss me? Like, oh, he's, he's, I like this kid, you know." Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot more of his mom in the sequel is what it feels like. That seems, yeah, which is cool. That's good. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, it's really cool. I I like the the actress that plays his mom. Um, She's from uh, Dexter. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I really I, I really like her a lot. I didn't, I, I didn't go to that school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is uh that this is this movie also introduces a new thing about Miles Morales, which I think is my favorite. It's the thing that like endeared me to Miles for the first mm-hmm. time. Like I enjoyed Bendis's run, but it really always felt like Miles was just sort of a black Peter Parker, which is not. You want sure. more than that, you know, from a new original character. And the thing that because like in in most iterations up to this point, he's just been like, oh, a smart kid like Peter kind of a, a a whiz kid goes to a special school um you know is super smart has a super smart best friend and they're super smart together um and and that's like that's the vibe mm-hmm. uh but what this introduces is miles as a creative as yeah. an artist mm-hmm. um and that was the thing that made me made miles click for me because like finally I was like oh he's his own character now like Peter is a lot of things, but creative is not one of them. Like sure. Peter Parker is not a creative, artistic person. Um, yeah. That's not that's not his thing. <laughs> so and I it, was I was very very I was like instantly when I saw him like sketching his graffiti and like you know tagging it, sticking yeah. his sticker, yeah, tagging his stickers on stop signs and stuff. I was like, that's what makes Miles special. That's what makes him different. Um, it's so yeah. good. And the way they bleed that into like he literally takes a Spider Man suit that he has a good vibe about and tags it and remixes it and makes it his own image and style and, and logo and claims it. Right. In the same way that he does the Spider-Man persona itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he goes to school. Uh, I mean, like every little kid has its own little personality. Um, yeah. He goes to class Oh, we get the the I mean like all time dad moment where Jefferson does the intercom and he's say I love you back. <laughs> I love you too, Dad. Yeah. I love you too, oh. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and too. It, and and it just shows you like like he's a good kid because he does say it. Like he's like yeah. he throws it, he stomps his feet. And he's like ah, but he 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 says it. he says I love you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Um, I love everybody commenting that his shoe laces are untied, and he's like, "It's a choice." I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a, it's a um, style thing, and the like. Going back to like every f- you know second of this, moving stuff forward, like the little the montage of him barely scraping by in school, but the snippets you hear are like he, great expectations or learning about pressure or stress, mm-hmm. and just using cinema to show you what miles is feeling or for you to feel what miles is feeling without the typical, like, you know, he never gets bullied. He, he, we don't have any of the hacky shorthand that we would expect in live action movies. Like, yeah, but you get it. You catch all of it. Yeah. Um, man, all, yeah, all of that is good. And I, and I just gotta say, uh, 
this is this is now two over the course of of this year because like I'll be honest, the teachers in in the Tom Holland movies are not the best teachers. They're actually pretty, <laughs> they're pretty sure. bad. Like yeah, that's yeah. where the comedy <laughs> is derived from. But mm-hmm. as much as we loved uh, the teacher in the first Spider Man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how how why we listen hey, or whatever it is. Yeah, you, you talk to that woman's entire presentation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love him. Uh, this teacher uh is is another all time teacher. The one that's like hands in the test. That's a zero, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Do you know what the odds of <laughs> of getting all of the wrong answers, even by random, on a true false quiz is?" And then it's just like, "Yeah, you you knew all the answers, and you got them all wrong on purpose. You actually are getting a hundred, and I'm going to assign you in this essay on top of yeah. that." Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, "That's a great fucking teacher." Wow, you're you're trying to quit, and I'm not going to let you. Yeah. Oh man, it's uh... so good. She's so good. Character not even named on camera, but is credited as Miss Caleros and is actually voiced by Parks and Rec's alum, Natalie Morales. Oh, yeah, man. So good. I love that. Love mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, and this, this is also where we meet uh, Liv, though we don't know it yet. Right. Uh, where she's teaching the audience and the class about the idea of a multiverse. Right. Uh, voiced by uh, Catherine Hahn. Agatha. Of course. Yep. With a fucking just what a great design. Yeah, the the like the hive, the the like the hair, the messy hair, and like with the purple her, yeah. highlights. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just tells a whole so story. Good. Like, Absolutely. oh, she's that. She has a past. She has she has a whole life. Yeah, yeah, she's like vaguely like Trelawney ish, um, right? But like yeah, kind of hippie. Yeah, but with with yeah, but with like a science bend to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Instead of like a, but still has that like. Yeah, it's that weird, like, hippie kind of vibe, but also, like, oh, you know a lot about science, you know? Like, not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> It's hard to describe, but it's it's really cool. Um, we also meet uh, uh, Gawanda. <laughs> Gawanda, yep. voiced by Haley Steinfeld. She of Kate Bishop fame, Arcane, mm-hmm. True Grit, Pitch Perfect 2. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. she's not even 30 yet, and she has, like, such a deep... Bench of credits. Um, um, but I love that work. bit where where oh, he comes in late and there's like a long beat and she laughs and she's like, "I'm sorry, it was just a really long silence." Or yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Everybody was so quiet." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah. also the movie to introduce Spider Gwen into the larger popular consciousness. Definitely, definitely. Though I I feel um, I mean you know obviously we're gonna get more of her in in the new movie uh, mm-hmm. and presumably beyond um i i genuinely believe that she should get a spinoff movie um yeah i mean every glimpse we get of spider verse spider gwen world is like mouth-watering to me yes like yes they crushed yes. that like literally uh, the comic come to life yes and i love i love the comic i love the aesthetic of the comic mm-hmm. the coloring of the comic um uh, you know, I, I wish the writing in the comic was as good yeah. as the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. But like, yeah, I, I really need to see evil piece of shit lawyer Matt Murdock in a we, movie. We get we get a little glimpse of him. He has a cameo in this. Really? Um, I as, missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So when at the end of the movie, when when Kingpin is on the subway with Miles and he's seeing all the different versions of his mm-hmm. family, one of the like Wilson juniors is evil Matt Murdock from her universe. Wow, Matt Murderock. Yeah, Matt Murderock. Yeah. 
Because he's scary. Like, imagine evil Matt Murdock. I know. Yikes. Like an yeah. evil Matt Murdock lawyer. Yeah. Terrifying. It just just uh. lives off of getting criminals off. <laughs> oh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we meet Gwen. Uh, he bails... He's not feeling school. He's feeling overwhelmed. So he uh, he goes he goes to visit his uncle Aaron, played by, um, God damn it, why is today Mah- Mahershala Ali? Yeah, there you go. I was gonna let you get that one yourself. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I so Mahershala Ali is 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 phenomenal in this movie, but um, the one the moment that sticks in my head mm-hmm. and it like lives rent free in my head, that kind of thing. Of yeah, his yeah. performance, and it's it's not even a line of dialogue. It's when Miles shows up to his apartment and smashes his face against the against his window <laughs> yeah. and starts moving it up and down and being like, "Hey, Uncle Aaron!" And yeah. you cut to Uncle Aaron, and he just does this raspy like, <laughs> like yeah. that. There's something about that laugh that I have not been able to get out of my head <laughs> since 2018. Um, yeah. It's so sweet. Because he's just he is he's obviously a tougher guy. He's he's been he's lived life on the other side of the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's doing well for himself uh, through legal means, <laughs> yeah, right? For but, sure. but but seems to be doing well for himself, um, and and wants to do right by his nephew, obviously. And in that moment, you you know without a shadow of a doubt that he would do anything to protect this dumb idiot kid. Like yeah, he yeah. he loves his nephew. Um, which makes the the moment later in the movie that much more heartbreaking, right? Yeah, like no telling what kind of awful stuff Aaron's had to do as the Prowler in his in his tenure as Kingpin's like right hand man, right? And like the the idea that Miles is like the only connection he has to the family that he's had to turn his back on, and like. It's it's beautiful and it's so much is unsaid because like you vocal like in terms of vocal performance you kind of can trace like Mahershala to Brian Tyree Henry mm-hmm. and like they sound like they could be brothers and yeah like there's that line that that uh, Aaron has when he's like you're the best of us Miles and like you feel it because like yeah even though these two dudes haven't maybe spoken in years they share this like protect protectiveness and love. For miles and his mom has that too and so you just feel already like this kid is like the jewel of his family and so you're just kind of like with them you know you feel that love for him as well right right um there's also there's this great uh uh well one there's the chris the the there's the um the uh there's the Glover, uh, uh, the Donald Glover Easter sure. egg, the the community, um, the animated community scene, yeah, um, with him in the in the Spider-Man PJs, which I love. <laughs> um, but it's like it's also because it's doubly, it's a double reference because it's yeah, because it's the reference that Donald Glover, you know, was the inspir. Donald Glover wanting to be Spider-Man was the inspiration that Bendis pulled from to make Miles Morales, and then also he played. Aaron Davis, like in Spider-Man: Homecoming, so it's just like it's like the per- it's in the perfect spot in the movie. Um, it's so great, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, and he's like right between them. Like Miles mm-hmm. is on one side <laughs> of the TV, and and Aaron's on the other side. It's 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 uh, it's amazing. Um, but uh, uh, no, and then there's also um, that photo uh, going back to the family stuff. There's that photo. Mm-hmm. 
of of um of Aaron Davis and and uh and Miles' dad when they were younger. They're like leaning up against like the railing under the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And his dad's looking a little like, you know, a little like his uncle. Um, right. a little yeah. a little more on on that side of, of of the tracks, so to speak. Um and and you know, it uh, they talked about this and they're like, Yeah, our thought was that his dad met Miles's mom and had Miles and just was like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take this seriously and just turned his life around, went to police academy, became a cop, and just because of that, uh, that felt like a betrayal to Aaron, um, which is why they have this rift because Aaron is obviously a criminal and his brother is a cop. Um, yeah. And and yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. Like we, you know, earlier in the scene and with, with with Jefferson in the cop car driving Miles to school, he you know, we kind of see that uh, Miles is defensive of, of Aaron of like, why are you like what happened to you? Like, guys, are you, I don't care in school. It's like, oh, you know, you're you're that, de- you know, your uncle just picked a different, you know, road and that's that's OK, whatever. And then like Aaron kind of echoes that without even realizing he is. Mm-hmm. Um, later on when Aaron takes Miles to the subway to do some artwork and like they have that that moment where he's like yeah you know man like people people drift apart but whatever and like he's kind of the one who can see Miles's artwork and be like dude I know ex- I see exactly what you're doing man like yeah keep it up yeah yeah that's great um and that scene's amazing and I I love that the spider bite you know, there's no explanation in terms of like mm. where the spider came from. I mean, obviously it's an Alchemex experiment, but like that's all we know. Um, and uh, and and I love that it's it's down there. I love the line where where uh, Aaron says like, "No, I've got I know a perfect place. I I've been down here uh, doing some like construction work." Right. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh yeah, because he's helping build the fucking collider. Um, <laughs> Which yeah. is that's such a good setup, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's not something that you would even notice. Well, assuming you don't know that Aaron Davis is the prowler, right? Sure. It's not something you would even notice until you go and see it a second time, right? Of like, right. oh, he's saying that because he's the prowler and the prowler works for Kingpin and he's helping build the collider, which is down there. And that's why he's down there. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. And like you know, the gift of animation is like, because I, I, like yeah, yeah, the spider. You don't even think about where the spider came from or why it's down there. Or but for some reason, I just feel my heart goes out to the actor who eventually will play live action Miles to the creative team because I just feel like live action invites all of these like kind of more cinema cine questions right. of. Like, well, how does he get his powers? Where did the spider come from? Is it the same spider? Like, I thought that spider died. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Is that why the powers are different? And, like, it's going to be so easy to amazing Spider-Man it up and overcomplicate it for the sake of being like, oh, look, we're smart. We thought about stuff. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, another big laugh in in the in the theater in that first screening. Well, every, every screening that I went mm-hmm. to. Um, was uh, after the spider bites him, and then he just looks at it and just slaps it off of his hand. Yeah, so nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah, like, just as the, like I, I one of the things that I, I do love about this is that like in both Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two Thousand Two, like Peter gets bit and then gets sick as a dog before <laughs> yeah. like waking up 
with you know superpowers and feeling like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Miles never gets that. Miles just like wakes up with the powers, you know. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> yeah. You know that's it. He gets he gets big and then has the powers and that's it. That's true. Yeah, he never gets abs. We never see if like he has like a physical change. Uh, oh no, right. he, yeah, he goes through puberty. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets tall. My pants don't um, fit anymore. Yeah, did I say that? I need to get new pants. Uh, all the joke of like his word bubble is so is so fun. Yeah, like, it's, it's and like, the fact that all of that, all of the comic book stuff, the 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 sound effects and the 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 thought bubbles and all of that, none of it comes into play until he has the spider powers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's almost like it's in a. It's 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 part of like his power set. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a like a like a like a continuation of his like spider sense or something. Yeah. Why is the voice yeah. in my head so loud? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, he has I a- love another 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 uh, thing uh, is when he's like walking down and he's like, God, they all know. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. They all know. Everyone knows. God, she's tall. They that all know. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Just Great. he just can't help but like be distracted by how oh. tall that girl is. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's great. It's like he just feels like such a real kid. Like you couldn't quite call him a nerd or a art kid. He's just, he's just he's Miles. He's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's awkward. He's a little yeah. awkward. Yeah. Uh he has that um, awkward interaction with Gwen where we get the yep. Gwanda and like her his his head sticks to her her his hand okay. sticks to her hair so she has to get that cool undercut. Right. I uh, also um, we forgot to mention that uh, Uncle Aaron introduces him to the shoulder touch. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is a really funny scene of just like him being the coolest motherfucker, coolest, suavest motherfucker yeah. on the planet. And Miles just being like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also opinion. I remember as his hand starts going up to do it to Gwen. Yeah. Like I remember the whole audience like. Like getting like getting this like this vibe of just like oh my god this is so funny like that it's taking yeah. so he, long he's you know? gonna, oh when he was like is, is this in slow motion or am I actually going this slow <laughs> yeah and it feels it feels very similar going back to to the Jump Street movies it feels very similar to the 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 drug scenes yeah tripping those balls movies. or whatever yeah 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 um but oh man it's so it's so good I love that mm-hmm. um. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, we get uh, stop sticking, don't stop sticking. <laughs> yes, uh, we get we get the <laughs> we get the play dumb. Who's Miles? <laughs> Not, Not that, that dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then uh, the idea of him like running away into the first office that he can, and it's the security it's guy's his, office. Zoom in on his picture with his buddies. <laughs> yes. This is so good. Uh, um, Spidey Bells. Yeah. Spidey Bells. Yeah, the Spidey Bells. Uh, we get his fight with the pigeons. Which right. Which is a really yeah. great joke. Them just oh, and he's like against sl- slammed the against the window. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. He tries to but call he realizes he, he, has the, he yeah. finds the comic and he realizes it because uh, his roommate, uh, Gonky, is really into spider-man he's like a big spider-man fan yeah um and so he has a bunch of spider-man comic books and and miles finds one of them and realizes that he's just recreating the origin (laughs) of spider-man um which is again like another sort of like meta 
a me- right. another meta thing of him being like, yeah, no, he's the second iteration of Spider-Man. Like that's his. Yeah, that, that is two, his legacy, you know? There can't be two Spider-Men, can there? And then we get the yeah. Spider-Man 3 style comic book cover. Oh, man, Spider-Man. Um, Do you think Genki's going to play a bigger part in the sequel? They said that he will. That's cool, because he, does, they never, they never, he doesn't get a voice. They don't give him a voice actor, kind of smart. Yeah, he, he had a voice actor because he had a bunch of scenes. But they ended oh, up wow. getting, yeah, they all ended up getting cut out. The voice actor was just like a guy from, an animator for Pixar. Um, it oh, was cool. one of those deals yeah, um, yeah. where where like he tempted it and then they just loved him. So they're like, yeah, you're going to play Gonky. Uh, oh, LOL. Never mind. There is no Gonky. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, his plot line was basically um, going to be about how he never sees his roommate. Like it was okay. going to be an ongoing joke about like he loves being at the school. He loves like studying and learning. He loves Spider Man. He's never seen his roommate ever, <laughs> um, and and uh, and then it was still going to end the same way with him showing Gonky that he's Spider Man and doing the best buds tap. Um, and they just realized, like, oh, you know, we don't exactly develop his character in any of this. So we can just cut all of this out and just end yeah. on the fist bump and, and we don't need any of the rest of it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. the tightest movie ever for a reason. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. So then uh, after that is when he goes back to, like, figure out the, about the spider that bit him, right? Mm hmm. Sees yeah. that it's dead. Uh, is this where we get the, the the great rooftop joke? No, that's way later. I think that's way later. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's oh, after that's when he they... breaks the he, yeah he he breaks the goober. Yeah, he breaks the goober. So that's way later. Um, but yeah, no, he goes back to the to the to the spot, and then he hears a noise, and he follows the noise, and then um, stumbles upon uh, uh, the collider. You get that great bit where like where it shows says look out. Yeah, um, which is like a, one a great physical representation of 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 uh, a spider sense, right? Mm-hmm. Of like it telling him to do something, but yeah. also I love that it doubles as "Look out! Here comes the Spider Man!" Wow! Yes, amazing! <laughs> it's so good. I never noticed Spider Man smashes through the glass. Oh, it's so good. That's um, this movie fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love getting to see kind of maybe the closest we'll ever get to Ultimate Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. He's Ultimate, all right. Yeah. Um, be the big chonky boy. I think they I think they said that he this iteration of him is 33 feet tall. Jeez. Yeah. And big, it's Norman. Big, he calls him Norman. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, no, I love, I love that. I do think it's interesting. I want to know more because I want to know, like, how did Norman start working for the Kingpin? That feels weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's got a D. I mean, he's got Prowler. He's got Tombstone. He's got Doc Ock. Yeah. They're yeah. all kind of, he really is the Kingpin of crime. You know, kind of like how this is the ultimate version of Peter. It's like, he's like the optimized ultimate version of Wilson Fisk. Right. That's very true. Um, how many, how many villains are in this let's see so there's kingpin scorpion green goblin mm-hmm. doc ock tombstone and prowler there's a sinister six wow never noticed that no wow. that's crazy huh. yeah big fan of uh walking cosio as uh as a scorpion in this oh yeah yeah i uh i i i don't know for sure 
Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I need to go back and watch it again. But when he is introduced, when he's walking through the door frame, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is a recreation of of the Rock as the Scorpion King. That infamous shot. Oh wow! I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's the funny. exact same shot, like on purpose. <laughs> like it's like a fucking joke about a Scorpion King reference. I mean, going back to like, yeah, some dude, some you know, some person had to animate that, and they're like, you know, it'd be really fun if it was this. I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh. Anyway. I, I love the moment. So yeah, like he, Peter Parker, you know, R.I. Peter, you know, saves Miles and clocks him, and is like, is immediately like, oh wow, you're like me, you're my dude, you're my little, you're my guy now. Don't worry, yeah. man. As, as soon as we're done, I'm done solving this this problem. I'm gonna show you the ropes, and it like it breaks your heart because it's like, yeah, that would he would have been the best mentor. Yeah. He was like, oh man, you're you don't know what you're in for, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna you know what I learned all this shit. And I'm going to teach all of it to you so you don't make all the same mistakes I did. You know, like you could just tell he's absolutely going to be that guy. Whereas Peter B. Parker is like, I don't know. You got to make your own mistakes (laughs) to learn from him. Like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, put baby powder in the suit and like disinfect the mask because he's like, because it's like, you know, 10 years versus 22 years, which like, well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to. I love that little beautiful bit of like the most hyper competent Spider-Man animation you've ever seen. Yeah. Where really setting up miles like i am never going to be able to do that yeah oh man it's so good and then the fact that it's a setup for miles doing the exact same move at the end of the movie to show that he really has become spider-man um it's coolest shit ever it's the best (laughs) uh and and like you fall in love with this spider-man like he's spider-man like when he's single-handedly taking on the prowler wall cracking jokes and like you know giving him back and taking him yeah, like I love Jake Johnson's Peter Parker a lot. Um, and it really says a lot about Chris Pine's Spider-Man that I every time Peter B. Parker shows up, I'm like, well, you're a fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, who's this who's this asshole? Yeah. Yeah, who's this fucking asshole? This is, <laughs> yeah, like every time. Every time I'm a little like, eh, fuck this guy. The other guy was way better. <laughs> Yeah, because it's yeah. like, and, and even after death, like when you find out his secret lair and like he yeah. just for some reason was able to just get the hang of like was able to let Aunt May in on the secret and make it work with Mary Jane Watson. Just yeah. for some reason, this dude just had it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, uh, uh, things go poorly. Yes. And uh uh, uh, Peter, uh, Spider-Man is left, um, on the ground and has to, it gives, gives, uh, Miles the, uh, the goober and says like, you got to shut down the collider. Promise me you'll get up there and do it. Mm. And, uh, I, cause I can't, cause he's like really injured. Um, then, uh, Miles hides as Kingpin comes over and just absolutely murders him. And that's when we get the first hint. His last line, um, is a hint at what. Uh, yeah. uh, Wilson Fisk's motivation to do all of this is. Yeah, it's not always about the money, Spider Man. Right. Um, you know, and he says, "I know what you're going to do, and you you can't bring them back." Like, and yeah. that's when he kills him. He goes out trying to help Wilson. Right, like, dude. Like, it's not going to work, man. Like, yeah, they're gone. Trust me, I know loss. Yeah, I, I wish I could go back and change stuff too, but you can't. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so good and so sad. The whole mm-hmm. sequence where the the where the city is finding out about yeah. about the death of Spider Man is absolutely heartbreaking. Um yeah. It's uh it's rough. But but it's preceded by one of my favorite line readings <laughs> in the movie, which is Brian Tyree Henry going, oh, yeah. Maybe you know how I feel about Spider Man. <laughs> It's it's so funny because yeah, you know just, how I feel about Spider Man. You just saw this guy get brutalized, and you know he's a great guy. He's like, Dad, do you really hate Spider Man? Like, yes. And he's like, Come on. Yes. <laughs> he asked me. He asked me. Uh, baby, you uh, know how I feel about Spider Man. <laughs> and yeah, we learned that you know this Peter was twenty six, ten year Spider Man for ten years, so sixteen to twenty six eulogized by Mary Jane Watson. We get that beautiful Stan Lee cameo. That is perfect. I mean, we it even lovingly honors Stan the Huckster, Stan the salesman of, like, no refunds ever, all sales are final, and, like, the little, like, wink, the little shiny wink in his smile. Um, yeah. Perfect. Perfect yeah. send-off. Um. And and just the idea of of uh, it always fits, always fits. eventually. Um, Beautiful and and the like the idea that like you know the big theme of this of this movie is um, anybody can wear the mask, right? Yeah, and the idea that like no one thinks they can wear the mask. Sure, but it always fits eventually. It always fits eventually. You are yeah, right, you, and like. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a literal like he's like a sleaze bag, <laughs> like costume shop owner, and he means that literally. Like, no, you can't return this. No returns ever. Um, but like, but from the theme of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that like it always fits eventually is so good, and the fact that the Spider-Man suit that he's wearing, which is an iteration of Peter's suit, the red and blue mm-hmm. suit, and it doesn't fit. Right. That one doesn't fit. It's too small for him. Mm -hmm. And the other one later when he looks into its eyes and he can't make its eye line until the end of the movie when he's like ready to take it on. Right. That's so good. But what I love about this is like he's trying to be something that he's not. He's trying to be Peter and he's Miles and he needs to be his Spider-Man. Right. But he hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. So good. Like I think they even cut this line from the movie, but there's this, there was this line in the trailer where they have like Jake Johnson VO, and he says like, "Don't they take it? Here's my piece of advice: Don't do it like me. Do it like you." Yeah, it's from a scene where they were going to. Um, they cut the scene late. It's in the deleted scenes uh, mm-hmm. after he like freaks out and leaves the layer after like everybody's giving him a hard time about like not being able to turn invisible on command. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, uh, he like climbs up to a billboard and mm-hmm. and Peter finds him like up on the billboard and like just comes and talks to him. And it's just like this really quiet scene where he's just like, I don't know how I'm ever going to do this. Like, how do you how do you save the world? And and Peter's just like, you don't save the world. You just think about one person that you need to say who save who's part of the world and you save that person. That's how it becomes not overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. I mean, again, like every scene is cut for a reason. But like, yeah, yeah. Even the even the deleted scenes are great. Yeah, yeah, and, and then that, and then he says he also says that like yeah. you gotta, you can't do it like me. You have to do it like you. Yeah. And it, it's it's a piece of wisdom that the other Spider People 
have learned in their own way. Like Spider-Man Noir is unabashedly Spider-Man Noir. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, uh, Spider- Spider-Ham, Spider-Ham is, una- is the most unabashedly himself. Yeah. Like not yeah. ashamed at all of being a cartoon. And yeah. Miles hasn't because it happened hours ago. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of deleted scenes and Spider-Ham, mm-hmm. there's a great deleted scene where uh where he where uh, uh tombstone catches them going through the party at the end um oh okay and and uh uh they he lifts up the silver platter where um where spider ham is <laughs> mm-hmm. and spider ham has taken off his costume and put an apple in his mouth oh cool yes yeah, so to just like be a like a, like a just like a pig that's great yeah uh, so Peter, I mean, Miles visits Peter's grave and is like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I can do this and meets Peter B. Parker. And we get another amazing montage of like, my name is Peter B. Parker. And we are introduced to the most pathetic, but also deeply relatable Spider-Man ever. Oh yeah. You know, we had Ari Peter was like top of the line primo got everything right and this is a peter who just hit every branch he could possibly hit falling down yeah and yeah it a a deeply adult character to be in an animated movie yes that that line where he was like it was like did you know that seahorses (laughs) made for life life? could you imagine being a seahorse and seeing another seahorse and saying I'm going to make this work. <laughs> it's just. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, speaking of line readings that kind of live in your head rent free, like Jake John, the, 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 the ache and pain and humanity that Jake Johnson brings into just, she wanted kids and it scared me. Yeah. Like enough said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, crying in the bathtub. That's like, that's like a forever gif, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Spider-Man crying in the bathtub. Uh, I love the little details of like, of like him being like, so I'm, so I'm working out, <laughs> lifting doing weights, ab- getting strong while he's doing ab uh, crunches. Yeah. <laughs> while he's eating pizza and he's got his beer belly. And he tries, the last thing he tries to do is getting sucked into the portal is save his slice of pizza. Yeah, oh, um, so good. So a bit of just speculating because, you know, time of recording, you and I have not seen Across the Spider-Verse. Right. It, it, I am led to believe that every spider person in this movie is unaware of the Spider-Verse in this movie. This is a, a new discovery to all of them. Yes, because, right, because um, the, the, the post credit scene... With, yeah, with Miguel Miguel, Miguel O'Harris, uh, he is being given the first of its kind, um, Portal uh, multiverse, gun. yeah, multiverse traveler. Um, so so like the problem in this movie when they're like traveling through the multiverse is like they're like phasing out of, out of right. their you know whatever their molecules aren't aren't jazzed about being in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the but the I assume that the thing that Miguel gets in the post credit scene stops that from happening, which allows travel across the multiverse right. to happen without killing you. Which and is, I think that yeah. he builds all of that multiverse Spider Man stuff 
in between the end of this movie and the start of the next one. Yeah, and is able to give maybe, you know, and that, that's how kind of hinted at at the very end of this movie, Gwen is able to just make a portal at will and right. hang out with Miles whenever she wants. Right, right. I think. Mm-hmm. Find out. <laughs> this is before Miguel O'Hara uh, goes insane and becomes the bad guy. Right. <laughs> Which is my... And my... Th- I think it's going to be uh, more complicated than that. Uh, and I yeah, can't no, for sure. so uh i love this you know he lands in times square and speaking of like every frame so full of humor and heart and love we get like the clone university joke Mm uh i love the chance the rapper four his like little four hat uh yeah coca soda beautiful right uh from from dust till sean from dust till sean uh the long rumored sean of the dead sequel amazing the uh seth rogan jockey movie Oh, man. I would watch that right now. <laughs> uh, the Oh, Hello billboard. Right. Yes. Right. It's uh, Isn't it like Oh, Goodbye or something? Oh, Goodbye. Or, or so, Oh, Hi or something. Yeah. Oh, Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so good. And the joke yeah. of like, I was like looking in a mirror and then he pulls off his mask and he just like yeah. beat the shit. <laughs> his, his nose is crooked. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, incredible set piece hilarious like you know the looney tune physics animation of peter like and the train and like dragging peter b parker's body the yeah we have a child dressed as spider-man dragging a homeless corpse behind him (laughs) uh Uh, this so this was this was the first scene this sequence was the first thing that they animated um and they they completed this entire sequence and then it was like okay make the rest of the movie look like this it's 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 great. I mean, I mean the the blur, the motion blurs are all there. Yeah, um, I love I love the snowman head joke where it looks like it's eyeing that guy the whole time. And yeah, like, and then also my, and then yeah, Miles giving the little nod, the little, little head nod. So, <laughs> uh, and this was the uh, this was a, a part of this, a truncated version of this was the post credit scene for Venom, right? With with added uh, this mixed with the prowler thing, I think. I think so. Yeah, it was like a it was the, like the a prowler cut. chase, and it said, "Meanwhile, in another universe, this right. is happening," which is kind of a subtly way, subtle way of setting the of like, "Hey, this is all gonna connect. This is all happening at once, man." Yeah, yeah. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Ah, man. So good. Also, the prowler music is the coolest shit in the world. Oh man, iconic! Like the Prowler theme, that that elephant roar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the like reverb of it. It's great. Yeah, I don't know the, what I don't know what Daniel Pemberton was like, what his thought process was behind using an elephant for that for the Prowler. But it's mm-hmm. like I can't ever. I will never imagine anything else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a, a, a human. A human had to make that choice, you know? Yes. A freaking AI wouldn't have thought of that. No, never. Never. Um, great. Man. I I have written to this score so much over the years. Oh, yeah. this is. I mean, uh, speaking of, of the that new season of Geek by Night, I mean, that entire oh. season was, was uh, written to the Spider-Verse score, without a <laughs> doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love... So, yeah, we, uh, we get... We cut back to... Uh, the apartment and Miles and Peter B. Parker have their. I love Miles immediately. Just like, are you from an alter universe where this is happening? And this is like, oh, okay, wow, that was like really. Did you guess that. Really, <laughs> uh, we learned about it in class. <laughs> yeah, 
um, the setup of the uh, don't watch the mouth, watch the hands, which which is so good because it's that's what Spider-Man does. And they they he teaches in the lesson without really like putting too fine a point on it. Yeah, it just it, that one line distills so much of Spider-Man without even like, oh, that is him. That is what he does. Don't watch the mouth. Watch the hands. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then we get the burger scene. Yes. Like, oh, this place was closed in my universe. This is great. And you see behind him that the reason it was closed is because it has a sea food crate <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the door. <laughs> it, I always think it kind of looks like a Greek place, don't you think? It does a little bit, yeah. Something about the background, the art, like the the yeah. I'm like, oh, is this like even a burger place, or is this just like a falafel place where you can get a burger? Yeah, I don't know. Um, looks like a good burger, though. I got to give him that. Yeah. I I mean, he seems to be enjoying it so much he, that yeah, I'm just like, I want I want a burger. <laughs> uh, and then the bus joke of like, I'm gonna go swing into to New York on a on, after yeah. a hearty burger breakfast. You gotta save. You gotta save that arm strength. You'll thank me when we get there. <laughs> uh, kind of funny. I think the only like needle drop of the movie, Saint Elmo's Fire. Mm. Like, I think there's plenty of songs, but I think all the songs are like from the Spider Verse soundtrack. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, like made original for this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, wait I to hear the soundtrack to the new one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I also listened to the, in addition to the score, the album of, of the original Spider-Verse is, is terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Arlington's own Post Malone. <laughs> Postpone my student loans. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, every everything at the lab is just A+. Plus. Just banger moment after banger moment. Uh, oh, but we got even the part where he's like, Going over his plan, and it's like, okay, step one, like find the scientist. Like, oh, that's a scientist, the girl on the bike. All right, step two, re-examine my personal biases. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also get the iconic, like in 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 this. Oh, the meme. The icon- yeah. yeah, the meme of like of 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 Peter thinking, and then Miles thinking behind him. The anime <laughs> imitating it, him thinking. It's so great because, like, you know, I'm I'm so used to the meme, but I don't rewatch this movie super often, and so you forget how pitch perfect. Miles's animation is of like, should I? I'm gonna, should I? Co- I'm gonna copy him. Yeah. Also, uh, a, a bit of animation that that again li- like lives rent free in my head is him being of, of Miles being like, why do I get to get the the busted drink, ass drink, like jank hobo yeah, Spider Man punch? Hobo Spider- so yeah, punches the rock. It cracks. He lifts his mask, turns to it, and says, "That's new." <laughs> 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 that cool. whole thing is so good. <laughs> um, also, what you were saying earlier about watching mm-hmm. this movie, wa- being the, this being the kind of movie you can watch a million times and learn something new every time. Yeah. I thought I was finally at the point where I wasn't going to like learn anything else or I wasn't going to notice anything else. Sure. I noticed something else. Ooh, what? And that is Miles's obsession with capes, right? There's that right. joke where he's wearing the cape. With his Spider-Man suit, and he's like, "Get that off! Spider-Man's don't wear capes, um, you know." And that that whole thing. And then later, when they're at the thing, and he's like, "Hey, look! Looks like it has a cape. Um, that looks like a cape to me." Yeah. I think he says. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Why is he so into capes?" And then I realized, you know who wears a cape? The Prowler. The Prowler. I was like, oh, that's man. so fucking good. That's so good. Ah, 
perfect. Yeah. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know he's the Prowler, but they both like capes. Amazing. So fucking good. Yeah. This movie's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, another moment I think that really like pops is like when they're in the the air vent and Kingpin is like you know giving it to live and like you know you better move on. It's, it's pretty much just your standard issue Spider Man stuff, you know, not Spider Man stuff. Like you know, twenty bucks they're gonna say you have twenty four hours. You have twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't mentioned King. We haven't really talked like deeply about Kingpin. Yeah. Um, Liv Schreiber as Kingpin is like next level good. Uh, uh, the design of this character, which is uh, uh, he is nine feet tall by eight feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like his, I mean, his intro scene where he's like humming the Spider Man song and clicking his little pen. Yeah, it, terrific. It's it's unbelievable, and uh, the design of him comes from the fact that he is creating a portal into the multiverse, so they wanted him to look like a black hole. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's animation, man. Yeah, man. It's something you can only do in animation. Yeah. But yeah, he's intimidating while also looking ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still like really human. Really human and and like so much character uh, in all his performance and uh, Liv Schreiber just knocks it out of the park with the voice yeah. acting. The like accent that he gives him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Hey, Kingpin, uh, how's business? Booming. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wish I could say so- it was good to see you, Spider-Man, but it's not. <laughs> so good. Because, you know, like we all love D'Onofrio and D'Onofrio, but that is a t- that is a capital T take. Yes. Like, yes. No other kingpin is like that kingpin. And, right. And, and the same can be said about this one now. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. I think I, I, you know, maybe this is just my millennial showing, but, you know, the old the Kevin Conroy test of like, you know, you can never hear another voice. I will always hear whoever was the voice of 90s Spider-Man. Kingpin. Yep. I was going to say the yeah. exact same thing. That <laughs> yeah. is that is forever. Uh, forever, my kingpin. Um, I'm gonna look him up. I I think this is this is somebody. Smythe, uh, kingpin in it, this is somebody um famous. Just uh, a sort of uppity kind of pretentious series. accent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was voiced by Roscoe Lee Brown. Um. Oh yeah, I I actually. I don't know who this is, but I, I, um, he's like vaguely familiar. I don't know. I'm not sure, but he For was sure. like, uh, it looks like he was like a seventies, like black exploitation actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's probably got a deep, deep credit. Let's yeah. look that up. Yeah. Roscoe Lee Brown. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, man. <laughs> what a voice that guy had. But yeah, Amazing. he's forever he's forever kingpin in my mind, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got that fancy lilt. There's like a little like a little uh, a little Fraser crane to him. Yeah, a little, a little Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, Liv Liv crashes the they're they're you know trying to steal the the information from the computer. Liv right. comes. We get we get we get to see Peter B. Parker laying on the charm. Right. The whole the whole gag with the password being the most insane thing and Peter's like 
uh, got the password and you think it's going to be something simple and it's like the most insanely complicated yeah. password you've ever heard and somehow yeah. he memorized it all. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's little moments like that or, you know, watch the mouth, not the hands where like this dude, he was Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man. He's just been going through it lately. Right, right. Which is like. That's a very Spider-Man. I mean, he, he's, Absolutely. he's constantly going, swinging in and out of going through it, you know? That's like, true, that's, yeah. That's this whole thing. And he's like, you know, 22 years he's been doing this. So he's like even more weathered and more confident than R.I. Peter was. Yeah. Yeah. And then in a movie full of big, huge audience moment, like everyone gasping at the same time moments, the Olivia Octavius reveal still is up there right my okay. enemies call me doc ock like, oh my god her tentacles are so how they're kind of rubber and like they're like they're just kind of a little bit more realistic than the raimi versions were where you kind of see like the oxygen flowing into them and yeah it's so satisfying that kind of yeah i don't know I, they're I, more I they're more tentacly because they're mm-hmm. not mecha- they're not like uh, they don't seem mechanical, right? I, I mean, obviously they are. I think there's wires inside, like the clear, sure. like plastic, plastic, whatever. Yeah. But um, but they have because they have that sort of like outer, sort of like uh, like by like um, uh, I don't know, like bio mm. outside to yeah. them that texture. It like it makes them more like tentacly. I don't know. They mm, look like, like more... real octopus tentacles. I mean, she's scary when she's like rushing at Miles in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. It it almost kind of reminds me of a theme park moment where you're just yeah. like on a ride and you're just like you're just missing her and she's right over you. Yeah. Um another great uh under under uh, talked about joke in this movie is like I've got great news. We don't need we the don't... monitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you want to turn invisible? Nope. All right. Selecting a bagel. Let's go. Uh, I love how ride or die the scientists are. I, I kind of admire it. Yeah, sure. That's good. Um, and then, yeah, the bagel. And then they, they escape and we uh, we meet spider Gwen. Um, I, I love her score her like rock yeah. like kind of punk like when the when the drums kick in it's always like a real fist pop moment for me yeah she was in all the concept art and in like until they actually like got to animating her and i think they realized how how silly it would be to have her constantly on her toes like it wouldn't really work right mm, but like yeah, in yeah. all the concept art she is a ballerina like sure that is her thing, and they're like, but not like a, not like a, like 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 a muscular, athletic ballerina, right? That sure. was like their thought. Um, and she has the ballet shoes, but mm-hmm. yeah, she very rarely ends up on her toes. Like she is in her introduction, and I don't think it really happens yeah. much beyond that. I love the ballet flats because she manages yeah. to even make those kind of punk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, she could just like again, like so much character through her movement of like, oh yeah, she was like one of those girls that was probably taking ballet classes when she was like four mm-hmm. and it then found punk rock and became a drummer, but still wears that dancer side of her on her body at all times and it informs her movement. And I love the detail of when she gets sucked out into the spider verse and spat out, she lands with so much more finesse than Peter B. Parker did. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um I, her flashback, 
her all right let's do this one last time yeah um origin story i was like at this point we're 40 minutes deep into this movie 40 50 minutes deep mm-hmm. and she's going through her origin and my mouth is just dropping open because i'm like that's just spider gwen's origin like they changed just... nothing about her yeah and like <laughs> yeah the background the watercolory kind of background was yeah. just just chef's kiss the, the sort of like teal pink blue punk rock mm-hmm. kind of coloring you know yeah. um, neon kind of coloring like the drumming uh, uh peter being the lizard like it's all there yeah it's all there. I was I was like blown away by that. Um and and yeah, that bit, I'm just like that deserves its own movie. I want all of that. I want to yeah. go to her world so bad. I mean, yeah, it's the reason I I did. I, I did go I did after I can't remember how long after the movie, but I did go and like read a couple of volumes of of, of Sp- Spider-Gwen and that's, you know, where I learned Matt Murdock and all that and yeah. Like it it's uh like a lot of comics it's like more fun to look at than to read sometimes but yeah. like still a lot of fun yeah still a lot of fun um i don't i'm not the biggest robbie thompson fan um mm-hmm. but the artwork is i mean you could hang every page of that book on your wall um it's gorgeous yeah yeah, yeah. we need a yeah we need a spider gwen movie for sure yeah um um so but uh uh yeah she saves so the day. They, they're on the bus yeah they're on the bus uh, we start to see some some uh, some extra chemistry, um, yeah. From uh, from from Miles and and uh, Gwen and the bit of like him being like, "I like your hair." She's like, "You don't get to like get my to hair." Yeah. <laughs> and then they're on the bus, and he says like, "Hey, I'm sorry about your friend Peter." And it kind of she's it's like, "Oh, thank you." Like that that's it, it's so unspoken, but that's what he took away from that whole story is like, "Oh man, you lost your friend. That really that sucks. I'm sorry." Yeah. Um, and I love the cutting back to Peter B. Parker where he's like, I those those two are hitting it off. That's great. I I think the one thing that this movie uh doesn't do, which like I'm I'm I think at the end of the day I'm I'm glad. Um mm. but I, I do I think it's an interesting choice, uh, is that despite the fact that Gwen is in this, there's no Peter Peter has absolutely zero reaction to seeing Gwen Stacy, which yeah. makes me think that she he does not have a Gwen Stacy in his universe. Or, right. Like this Peter doesn't. Right. Or if she was if she did exist in his universe, she was closer to the Sam Raimi iteration, which was like a blink and you miss it moment in his life. Not I like Yeah. Yeah. Gwen. Right, not the way that right with all that fucking baggage. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. Like like that is all. That's always something that I want more of. And then also like you know, vice versa. Gwen not really reacting to seeing Peter again. Yeah. Like, but this movie has so much going on that yeah, you can kind of just assume like oh, Gwen is just like kind of maybe like more tough at this point and keeps it in and is able to like I know that's not my Peter. That's like a, a different dude. Don't freak out you know conceal don't feel right 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 um and then they go back to uh aunt may's house yeah and the the great thing about this moment is the doubling of like it's one of those things like i said i i I, i've said this on podcast before but the thing that always gets me the thing that always chokes me up is uh uh loved ones being reunited um i don't know what it is about it but anytime loved ones are reunited, I, I the waterworks start. 
Um, and uh, and it's uh, double in this moment. And it's double in this because she, he lost uh, Aunt May in his universe. She lost Peter in her universe. And now they're like reuniting. And it's just like, oh, man. it's Yeah. It breaks my heart every time. And it's not... And and the movie doesn't really it doesn't dwell on it too much. Like there's no. so much to do, but it still has that. And you know, Lily Tomlin super underrated Aunt May. So fucking good. I can't wait to to hear her as Aunt May again, presumably in the new movie. Yeah, um, hopefully for sure. Oh man, um, she's so good. And they did they described designing the character mm-hmm. and they said uh they got they got Frankie to voice Aunt May, but they they designed her to look like Grace. Oh yeah, that's true. So she's yeah. kind of Jane Fonda looking, but she's voiced by, by Lily, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. I love that because uh, you know Liv kind of looks more like Frankie than totally. Aunt May. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is concept art of a much more Lily Tomlin looking Aunt May, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's looks too much like Liv. Is the problem for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they crushed it. She also looks a lot like Ultimate Spider-Man on me. She does. She definitely does. Um, uh, oh, speaking of little alternate universe details, mm-hmm. uh, PDNY. Right. Yeah, I love PDNY. S- so, so uh, weird. So C-Mobile. Just, yes. Such a, just such random shit, man. I, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then they, they go down to uh, R.I. Peter's, uh, like, um, Spider-Man this, shack. This place, this place is pretentious. Yeah. This place is so pretentious. Um, and that's it before was, they even, like, the before it even turns into an elevator and goes yeah. down into this crazy <laughs> spider cave. It was so good. To go back to the 2018 of it all, it was so cool and nerdy to look at those suits in the, in the glass cases and being like, I just played as that one in the game, like, a few hours yeah. ago. Yeah, I know. Oh man. And you get the you see the spider buggy and the mm-hmm. spider bike. That was that like, was a fun moment. Like um, this dude had a busy ass ten years of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. And he was working it, man. He was doing a really good job. Um and uh uh, uh I assume made some really good business deals in terms of like <laughs> merchandise and all of that. And that's where all this money's coming from. As opposed to Peter B. Parker, who did the, the TGI Friday, the TGI, TGI Spies. Spies. Yeah. <laughs> TGI Spies, which didn't work out. <laughs> Great. Uh, and, um, yeah. We, and then we, we're we, introduced we, to the other Spider-Man. Yeah. The other Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean like uh Kimiko Glenn from orange is the new black as Penny yeah. Parker. Great. Great. Oh my god! Yeah, the I love the way she's animated, and like so much love for anime and that style. And going back to you know this, this was one. This was several animators' whole life was just bringing Penny Parker's style and movement to life. Yeah, um, weird detail. So I I, mm. I read uh, the art of the movie uh, for this, mm. and for every uh, iteration in the Spider Verse. They would be like, oh, well, uh, this person was from, uh, you know, was Spider-Man Noir, was introduced in Spider-Man Noir. And these were uh, uh, written by this person, uh, art by this person, inked by this person, colored by this person. I mean, like, really, like, credited the full creative team each time. Um, Spider-Gwen and uh, and Miles, obviously. Uh, and, And Peter Porker. For some reason, when they get to Penny Parker... No credit. Just said she came from this book. That's it. Um, 
If I'm not, I'm 90% sure. I mean, of course, you know, artists and, and inkers and colorers, but I believe, believe, believe that Penny No, no Parker, it is Gerard Way and Jake Gerard Way. Th- Gerard that, Way and those Jake are yeah. the creators of this character. I just found it odd that the book does not credit them. Credit them. That is weird. They're, it's the only character that they don't credit the creators of. That's weird. It's very weird. I was like, Gerard, who did you piss off at Marvel? Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so great that a a Gerard Way creation made it into a a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and it's so... She's such a weird character, Penny Parker. Mm -hmm. Like, the... the, About, like, in terms of, like, she is a Spider-Man in the most abstract sense. Like, it's like a... um, It's like, you know, in, uh, 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 like, fancy... Fancy, I hate that word, but you know that those sort of um, elevated meat, like like uh, chef meals, where they're like it's a deconstructed right. s'more, you know, um, or, or, or a deconstructed uh, a chicken soup or something like sure. that, and it's like all of the different elements, and you're supposed to like kind of take a bite of each of them or something to like recreate it in your mouth or whatever. Yeah, and that's kind of what this is. Like Penny Parker is like a deconstructed Spider-Man. It's like there's a radioactive spider, but she has a psychic link. It bites her, but it gave her a psychic link with the spider. And then she builds a mech suit robot that it pilots. And then she gets in and rides around in it. And they're best friends. Like, right. Amazing. Yeah. But but still like, like okay, okay. What What is Spider-Man? It is a smart whiz kid getting bit by a spider and then using their tech whiz super science smarts to take advantage of that ability and fight crime. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it's really exciting. I'm excited to see the new spider people that we meet in part two and mm-hmm. how they kind of play with that. Because so far everyone is still kind of with respect, Spider-Man with a different kind of costume. Yeah, there's, it seems like, there because like between like Jessica Drew and Miguel O'Hara and you know it seems like they're they're going more with like and Ro- Robbie uh the the British yeah, punk spider punk like they're all iterations of Spider-Man that are different people right yeah it's like what if what if this person got bit by the spider right right so it's it that that seems to be how they're uh, changing things up this time. They're not just like iterations of Peter Parker, and then there's Miles. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting, because yeah, because uh, uh, yeah. Spider-Man War presumably is just like Peter Parker, but in the 30s. Right, right. He says, yeah, I think he, yeah, he says he's Peter Parker. I think um, like Richard Parker, like, maybe or Richard, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember because it's cause I, instead of I um, just remember that his uncle, it's his uncle Benjamin. Uncle Benjamin, I know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I um. That. Scott, you know how much I love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. This this might be in like my top ten, like Mount Rushmore of Nicolas Cage roles. Yeah. Just without a doubt. I like I like drinking egg creams and beating up Nazis a lot. <laughs> it's it's the like, beat like, between those. It's the I like I like drinking egg creams and beating up Nazis a lot. A lot. Like just Sometimes I'll just light a match and stare at it until the flame dies out. Oh. That this whole sequence, everyone was losing their goddamn mind. Oh my god! Between, at this point. between everything that he was saying and and everything uh, that Spider Ham is saying, like everyone was losing their fucking collective just, minds in that audience. I mean, it yeah. was just like <laughs> you could barely hear the movie over the laughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Can you push down your? Can you can you push push down your morals and, without dwelling on the moral ambiguity of your violent actions? <laughs> can you float through the air when you smell a delicious pie? <laughs> uh, uh, my favorite. I think my favorite. One of my favorite little minor lines is when they're all like after they've grilled Miles and beat him into you know like totally overwhelmed him and they're all like in a huddle and Spider Man door is like hi oh, he's looking at us while we're talking about him. <laughs> He's right over there looking at us time all the time. That was so good. <laughs> oh, this is like, yeah, this is this might be a top five Nicolas Cage role, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah, just such a loving, like, perfectly cast, like. Yeah, let him, let him be like he's really and he's diving right into like the Humphrey Bogart. He knows exactly what he's getting paid to do. You know, yeah. Every every once in a while, that's the thing. It's like you don't know what you're going to get with Nicolas Cage. Because mm-hmm. he'll sign up for anything, right? Right. Yeah. And so, and so he will make the movie that's in his head, mm-hmm. regardless of what movie you're making. So you either need to catch up with him, uh, or you're going to have a wild Nicolas Cage performance in the middle of your movie, right? right. And yeah. and uh, it's why he got um, he got uh, fired from uh, the Green Green Hornet. Hornet yeah, because he wanted yeah. to do like a Rastafarian thing. Like kind of like Gary Oldman in True Romance and Seth Rogen was like even Seth Rogen in twenty eleven was like, I don't know if canceled's a word yet, but that's gonna get us all canceled. Like <laughs> yes. we're not we're not doing that. And Cage was like, All right. Yeah. All right, I'll walk. See ya. <laughs> um but uh 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 yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. But yeah, every once in a while you get one where he's so clocked in. Sometimes he's he's more clocked into the movie than the filmmaker is. Um right, like yeah. kick ass. Like, or Renfield. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I, I, I don't know about that one. But I know sure. with like, no, but- like with Kickass, where he was doing a thing that no one understood on set until they got into the edit and realized he was doing uh, oh a, an God. Adam West impression. He's, he's doing Adam West. I, I, I love, I love him in Kickass. He's so great. Yeah. Big, he's big daddy. So good. He's so good in Kickass. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this, this is up there with some of his best performances, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Um, and uh, he's so and, dialed into this. Absolutely. And John Mulaney as well. Like, pitch perfect use oh, yeah. of John Mulaney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Spider-Ham is amazing. And I absolutely know why they cut the line. But later when, after Uncle Aaron dies and they're all, like, explaining, like, yeah, like, my, my, the person I lost was, yeah. was my Uncle Ben. My person I lost was my Peter and, and my Uncle Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Spider-Ham, and he was like, we've all lost somebody, you know, yeah. and it's... The hardest it's, part of the job, Miles, is, you know, you yeah. can't save everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that bit. Originally, <laughs> he said, um, and mine, mine was my uncle, my uncle Frank, Frankfurter, he smelled so delicious when he was being electrocuted. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I think they were I'm like, fairly ah. certain. I, I think that joke now is in the, the Spider-Ham like short that they did. Oh, and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fully, I feel like they thought that joke was so funny, but did not belong in the moment that they were like, fuck it. Let's just animate an entire thing around that joke. That's great. Yeah, because you're yeah. right. That's so funny, but that is so not the moment. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> and like it kind of breaks your heart a little to even see Spider Ham be the one to deliver. The, even he has learned this lesson, you know. Right. Right. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, terrific. So, 
uh, Miles is overwhelmed and by everything, and so he runs away. He leaves the spider cave. He then goes back to Uncle Aaron's. He can't apartment. do it on it's command. On command. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Uh, it's like, oh look, he does. Look, he's doing it. Just yeah, invisible. <laughs> that's that, that's a, that's an under that's an underrated moment too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so this is when he goes back to Uncle Aaron's apartment and learns that he, he is the Prowler, correct? Right. Right. And there's that incredible chase scene. Yeah. The Prowler is, he is scary and intimidating. And I imagine that if I was a kid, I would be like genuinely scared of the Prowler. Yeah, because he's so fast and aggressive and and the music com- and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. 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 I don't know how they're ever... Because, like, the Prowler on paper is so thin. Like, there's nothing there. It is all execution in this movie. Yes, but also uh, the Prowler was a very thin character. They retconned the Prowler okay. to being Miles's uncle, like, this whole time. Right. And it was, like, um, the best thing for the character. Right, right, right. Where it was, like, it was like you know, there was the Prowler was a character, like, mm-hmm. in the 70s. Um, and then it wasn't until Miles was introduced that they were like, oh, actually, like the Prowler is his 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 uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like if they ever decide to do Prowler live action, they got their work cut out for him. They do. Oh, but they would have Donald Glover. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Man, that's great. Yeah. So uh, he, he runs away, he escapes the Prowler. He goes back to Aunt May's house and he tells everybody. That his his uncle is the Prowler and Spider Man. This is a pretty hardcore origin story. <laughs> so good. Oh, and the and the Rubik's cube too. This is yeah. Where him. That ongoing joke of him not understanding color. Is it purple? No. <laughs> Seeing color but not understanding it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love that. I also love. I mean, I love the animation of Penny after she's after she's built rebuilt the goober and she's like so proud of herself and she like skates into view and like presents it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, that her whole anime aesthetic is so interesting because they went with like sort of a Sailor Moon style right. anime yeah. uh, aesthetic, whereas like in the comic from Gerard Way and and mm-hmm. Jake Wyatt, she's more that that comic that she's in which is just a single issue i don't think they've ever done anything else with her unfortunately um she uh it's very inspired by um akira oh well that makes sense because gerard way right it's got Um, like a much darker vibe to it for sure for sure but like i love because when she her she gets her own little like magic magic girl transformation sequence when she jumps into the robot it's very yeah sailor moon so good i love uh great fight Great, great fight scene where they all reconvene in Aunt May's house, and it's just chaos. Uh, I, we don't pick I the love, ballroom. We just dance. Oh, God, that's so good. Uh, although I always feel bad for Aunt May because like of her course. house just gets wrecked. But I'm also just thinking, ah, she's used to it at this point. This has like, to have it's happened been, before. Yeah, has to have. Has to have. Um, Heartbreaking but, detail of Uncle Ben's uh, memorial flag thing oh, that yeah. you see. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wanna shout out tombstone uh who the design of which i love he looks like a frankenstein yeah yeah he's great oh my god the little tiny detail of it it already happened but after gwen steals the goober and makes her big arrival and um Liv has her tentacles wrapped around tombstone's 
neck and is suffocating him, but he never once lowers his guns until Kingpin like gives him the side eye and then he lowers his guns. Like yeah. he was he was still ready to like put her down and die if that was what the boss wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um Oh yeah, and then also we get the in that same scene we get the 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 pen clicking flashback. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um like so quick. showing what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Showing what happened with, with his his wife, uh Vanessa and his son, uh seeing him strangling Spider Man, freaking out, driving away to, to escape him, and then ending up in a car wreck that killed them both. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Um and it, it it's heartbreaking in a very it's a another, again, like you said, a, a very adult, like mature mm-hmm. storytelling thing. Um, like this movie's rated PG, but like it never feels like a PG movie. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it takes these adult concepts. It, it it trusts the audience enough, even its young audience enough to like no people like Aunt May's Aunt May he buried Aunt May and divorced Mary Jane because she wanted kids and that scared him like we will we trust you to we don't have to like put some kid movie green ketchup on this to make it more palatable look you know people talk about how dumb and kiddie hook is right and hook has a lot of similar shit in it and yeah and and no and, and everyone just calls that like childish and whatever but it's like I remember being a kid and that Really, that stuff really affecting me. That like the adult stuff, the more yeah. mature stuff, really affecting me. Because like children are people; they go through shit. Like they're yeah, ex- they experience stuff early. That's why I've kind of been confused with the like. Uh, I don't even want to say controversy, but you know, time of recording. Guardians of the Galaxy three came out recently, and yeah. well, like every every time anything comes out, there's always like, this is a kids movie. There's like dark yeah. stuff in this. This is like, what do you think kids' movies are? Do you think everything is Timmy the fucking tooth? Like, yeah. Unfortunately, everyone... yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah they do. Ugh. Like, and that it, they like kids are so sheltered now that we they've raised an entire generation of kids who don't know how to handle the world. Um, right. And and now it's just like, it's not you know. Uh, oh, I I find that triggering because. Something happened to me when I was a kid that I don't want to be reminded of. It's mm-hmm. that that triggers me because it upsets me. Sure. Like, and, uh, and I don't know how yeah. to handle being upset because I've never been upset before. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to watch Puss in Boots Last Wish because that is also, I think, a kid's movie that is unafraid to deal with really weighty topics like mortality and regret. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, you know what? I bring it up almost every day. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Every day, every day, Bethany is like, no, I, I want to watch that, just not tonight. And it's just, just not every tonight. night. For sure. Every night is not tonight. Um, <laughs> um, one day, I'm just not going to tell her that that's what we're watching. And then we're just, I'm just going to put it on and just like deal with it. Yeah. What's she going to do? She's going to yeah. walk out of the apartment. It's about a cat. Yeah. It's about there's two cats in it. I, no, I know. I know. I know that's I the know. thing. Yeah, yeah, with with her, you just have to like start an animated film and just like she has no choice but to absorb it. Um, hey, we're doing this what, tonight. Yeah. It's like laundry. It's like laundry is always worse in your head before you do it. And then once for you sure. do it, you're like, that oh, wasn't so bad. I, I, did I don't it. know. I don't, I don't know why I was putting that off for so long. <laughs> uh, I think we just need to finally do Shrek on franchiseography. And that way it's like, maybe we pay, oh, babe, yeah. like we're on, we're on, we're on Puss in Boots Last Wish. Like we have to. Yeah, have to do it. 
Um, no, she would. She see, she would be excited for us to cover Shrek because then that's like a meme machine, and you know how much she loves memes. Right. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so. <laughs> so. Cool fight. Yes. Uh, we get the you know heartbreaking moment where Uncle Aaron learns that his nephew is the kid he's been chasing this whole time. Uh, chilling when he starts to put Miles's mask back over his face. Yes. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> oh is he God, is he yeah. disassociating? And then, yeah, and then he, he does, and then he puts him down just to get shot in the back. Again, like a very like does not pull its punches. Like he is shot in the back by Wilson Fisk. Yep, yep. Um, um and then uh, and then they have their like final moment, like you know, uh, yeah. Miles uh, web slings him over to an alley, and then his his dad shows up. Which I'm like, man, yeah. small, small town, New York. Small town. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they, they, they set it up really well because, you know, they even have that little moment where Jefferson sees Miles like thwip over his car. Right. You know, setting up like, oh, he's the only one who spotted him, you know, but. Right, right. But, yeah, but it is weird because I'm like, what's he doing in Queens? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, they're from, he's a, he's a cop in Brooklyn. What's he doing in Queens? In Queens. Back to back incredible, you know, voice performances from, you know, Marshall Ali, his final scene where yeah. he's like expressing so much pain and regret and sadness and love in those final moments. Um, and pride. And pride too. Yeah, absolutely. Of like, dude, like you're good. You got this. Like just you're the keep best going. Of us. You're the best of us. And then. Look, look at you. You're Spider-Man. <laughs> you're Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, Brian Tyree Henry communicating so much anger and confusion and pain and sadness upon seeing his brother, who he had he knew was kind of into some bad shit, but lost touch with him, so never knew how much. That's an interesting question. Was he in Queens because he followed the Prowler there because he knows that the Prowler is Aaron? Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. Like he watches over him. You know, and watch like watches what he's doing and stuff. Just keep tabs on him, knowing he can't yeah. stop him. Right. Either for like he's a prowler, he's got like crazy powers and shit. But also like he's yeah. my brother, I can't take him down. You know, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I'd scream and shoot my gun in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. man. You know what's crazy is like I've 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 seen like behind the scenes stuff of Brian Tyree Henry recording this and like. His voice is so full of emotion, but his face is kind of like not. It's kind of like more stoic. And it's I'm almost like impressed by that. I'm like, wow, he's able to just do that with his voice. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh Miles goes back to his dorm, is met with the other spider people, and they're like, Hey, you're not ready for this. Oh, uh, underrated again, this movie just knows Spider-Man like the back of its hand when they are all on a dime just ready to be the big heroic Spider-Man that sacrifices themselves and stays behind. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. Uh, yeah, this whole bit. And then like, and then him webbing him to the chair, like how mm-hmm. casually he does it. Right. Yeah. Cause he's done it like literally a billion times to a billion <laughs> different people, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we get the heartbreaking part where, you know, Jefferson comes to the door and is like, Hey, something happened. Like, I know you, I know you're ignoring me right now, blah, 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 blah. And like your heart just breaks. Cause yeah. like, ah, the worst Miles can't say anything. Cause his mouth is weft. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, all right, but you know, 
I'll, I, you know, you're whatever you're going to do. You're amazing. You have the spark in you and like whatever you want to do, like you got it. And that's what finally motivates him to get his literal spark and right. electric web, the webs off of him and uh, proceeds to, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, the older I get, I'm really as a, as a movie lover, I'm really, really fortunate that I've gotten to be alive to see certain moments in movies in a movie theater that I know in my heart are just immediately iconic. Yeah. And like the new benchmark of like the best of the medium has to offer. And that's what this right. leap of faith sequence is. Uh, what's up danger. Yep. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Um, every detail of it. I mean, and this, this has been talked to death, you know, the fact that like the, the um, he's not falling, he's rising, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that being the in camera, the script yeah. from the beginning with the, yeah, with the upside down camera, the whole thing. Um, everyone lo- loves to point out the detail that when he jumps, the gra- the glass breaks because he's still scared, but he's doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's still, he's still, sticking his spider grip is still sticking to it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah like all, all of that stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's talked about so often because it's so fucking incredible, mm-hmm. you know? The the way they animate velocity and, like, yeah. the motion lines of when he's, like, hurtling to the ground and then the catharsis of, like, I mean, cinema. The catharsis of, like, where he thwips up and the score, the song, and the movement just syncs up and then the beat kicks in and, like, the audience is going apeshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's it's crazy and it's so good that despite the fact that this sequence, this entire sequence was the first trailer to the movie. Right. It doesn't take away from the moment at all. Yeah. Watching the movie because you suddenly have all of the context that makes it powerful. Mm hmm. You know, it was powerful in the trailer just to be like, oh, like a black kid is Spider-Man. Look at that. Holy shit. Wow. Um, Yeah. That was what was so powerful about it then. But then watching it, you're like, oh, my God, Miles, Miles. is Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And then that's amazing. The perfect puncture, you know, punctuation mark is like his comic landing on the pile of other comics. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, um, I remember the audience applauding when that happened and just feeling like, wow, I can't remember the last time we were this locked in on a hero. Right. And at that moment. You know, the the creators are like, hey, remember earlier when when R.I. Peter said, uh, I'm the one and only Spider-Man and I always will be wink. Boom. We did it. We we got you. We got you. Spider-Man. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. You can't help but like applaud and clap when that comic hits. mm -hmm. Because you're like, yeah, he is Spider-Man. It happened. Uh, And then after that, you know, not a dry eye in the house. I I always love that Spider-Ham delivers the first big joke after that moment where it's like kingpin's doing his ph he's like what a pig i'm I'm right right here here (laughs) uh the the joke about all the waiters are dressed like spider-man and he's like it can't be that easy can it like oh it is (laughs) i love that um Um, the bread the bread scene oh the bread scene we're very changed asking for bread um, that's another aspect of this that I think is underappreciated, underappreciated about character design in general. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite elements to Gwen, Gwen's design, mm-hmm. um, is the gap in her teeth. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it adds so much character, this one imperfection, right? Because it's so easy. I mean, we've seen it a million times, animated films where none of the characters are interesting looking because they're all perfect. Yeah, the kind of like Elsa Anna layout. Absolutely. We were like, one has blonde hair, one has brown hair. That's how you tell them apart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not a flaw to be seen, though. They are perfect human specimens uh mm. and i i love that gwen is i mean yeah she's she's she is perfect but then she has that one thing that grounds the character the yeah. gap in her teeth and you see and then it, you like have mary the... jane and the mary jane has like the freckles all over her face right yeah yeah no there's this moment in the bus back back on the bus when like peter or miles makes gwen laugh and like her face scrunches up and you see like the gap in her teeth and she kind of has like, yeah, it just, it's such a human singular face and yeah, like I'm a sucker for character animation. And so I just, I, I love those little specificities. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And it's every character in this movie is like that. Like every character has like, like at least one imperfection that makes them sort of like pop, you know? I mean, literally, I mean, going back to like, Oh, that one girl's really tall. Yes. Uh, Right. Or like, uh, I always like the girl who like we miss you, Miles, because she has like purple hair. And yeah, you're like, oh, she was probably one of like Miles's like art little art kid friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Man, we are we are not getting that bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because we are not getting that bread. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, she's she's good. I uh, I don't know. I mean, she's she's great. And and it's it's just crazy that like because she has that one speech and I mean, and this moment, right? Those mm-hmm. are like her two moments, but they're both they both require such a good actor, right? Because <laughs> like one has to be like this lofty speech of this woman grieving her husband, but also needing to step up to let the city grieve a hero. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's not mine anymore. He's everyone's, you know, and like mm-hmm. having to play all of that while also giving the, this big inspirational speech and then also being able to play this like super awkward moment. <laughs> yeah. Between yeah. her and this waiter. Like you have to have, be a really good actor. And so, you know, part of me is like, why does this need to be Zoe Kravitz? But then the other part of me is like, it had to be Zoe Kravitz because there's so much in these two scenes to work with. Right. Yeah. I kind of I, I feel that way a little bit about Natalie Morales as that, that random teacher. Of yeah. like, but it pays off because you like you feel that he, she brings that, that that humanity that she does to her performances to this like random character and really just adds. This is a hundred and ten percent movie, you know, and it's exactly it's moments like that. Um, no, it's great. So yeah, they 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 web up some security guards. They sneak into the collider, um, and then have this absolutely pop art exhilarating could never in a million years do it in live action finale yeah no it's it's an insane finale and uh the moment that miles shows up is i just i get chills like Mm -hmm. when i think about it um And and again like our audience was just like on its feet when he has that like hero and the guy's a comic art for what's like that flash and he has his hero pose because it's also our first shot of him the as Spider-Man. Because yeah. before that, like in the Leap of Fate, he's wearing like the coat and the shorts and the shoes. Mm-hmm. So like you see the Spider-Man mask, but that's kind of it. 
And this is like the first shot of him like as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, full-blown Spider-Man. It's um, it's it's so good. And um, we get, you know, we get so many great moments like, you know, we get like it's it, it speaks so much how much you care about these characters where like when Penny's robot is destroyed by Scorpion, your heart like breaks for yeah. Penny, like the way they animate Penny's like shock and her like she's dumbfounded. She has to say goodbye to this friend and like the robot. You, I didn't even know I cared about the robot until the robot is dying. Yeah, and then but the spider's okay though. So spider's she can okay. Build another robot. Yeah, um, I, we yeah. don't. Time of recording, we don't. They haven't marketed or really shown or revealed that any of these characters are in across the Spider Verse. Right. Only only Spider Gwen and and Peter B Parker. Hmm. Uh, that would be a really baller move if they hold them until part three and then like, yeah, everyone comes back. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Um, I can't imagine they won't at least have a cameo in this because there's literally like thousands of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, the, you know, and, and uh, Spider-Ham taking out Scorpion with the anvil and like, oh, mallet. yeah, Blammo! You got a problem with cartoons. Cartoons. <laughs> But all that being said, what I the, when I like, you know, this was I mean, I knew like this was already like an A plus top 10 movie for me up to this point for the first time. But I'm always just so impressed and grateful that they knew not to this wasn't this isn't No Way Home. Right. This isn't and, and that movie does a great job of making it Tom Holland story, too. I don't want to undervalue that. But they they know exactly when to send these guys off on their merry way. Because it's like, this is Miles' movie. This is Miles' right. story. Right, right. I love the detail of as you're sending everyone back, it, like, blasts out with, like, the cityscape of their New York. Yeah, for sure. So, you, yeah, you get like, the black and white with Spider-Man Noir. Um, you get the wacky cartoon. Uh, mm-hmm. You get the crazy anime, like, Tokyo-style yeah. New York. And then you get Spider-Gwen's, like, neon palette. Neon, like, um, watercolor, purple kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, the beautiful send-off of, like, Peter B. isn't ready to let go. But Miles is like, no, dude, I got this. Like, you got to go. And then it's like, how will I? You realize, like, you don't, because you're like, oh, he's being Spider-Man. He's selfless. He wants to stay behind. But then it's like, oh, shit. It was also fear. He's like, well, how do I know I won't mess it up again? Right. It's like, you won't. It's like, you won't. And it's, he's like, right, it's a leap of faith. faith. And, then, and then he lets him go. And it's like, we haven't really put a point on it yet, but like something that they have said a lot up to this point, a Penny even says like, well, at least we know we're not alone. Right. Is, and this is something that No Way Home does really well too, of like these characters needed each other. Right. Well, and that's the, that's the thing about Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Is like up until very recently, I mean, literally like a few months ago as of this recording, <laughs> um, Spider-Man has never had a sidekick. He's never had a yeah. Robin, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't um, have a bad is, family. Right. He is a loner. Like, even the Spider family isn't really a family. They're all doing their own thing and are, like, kind of connected. Um, they're, like, all acquaintances, you know? Sure. With the exception of of Miles to a certain extent, but Miles is complicated by the fact that he's from another universe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. So yeah, like they're all loners. Like that's that's the curse of being Spider Man. And so mm. yeah, the fact that like, well, at least we know we're not alone. Like that's it's nice. It's nice that they they have that. And there's that great moment 
where um, after like Miles first shows up and and uh, Peter is like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. Like, I love you. I think I want kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole thing is so, so cute. And then, yeah, when he when he lets him go and he's falling into his universe. And what does he said? He's like, not he's bad, like, kid. Yeah, not bad, kid. And then boom. Um Cause it's so like, good, and that's that's yeah. it. Like we we see him, we get to see like shots of them all like back in their universes later. But like yeah. that's it for him, and it's that's it's, it. Uh, it's it's great, and you get this ending that's all fucking Miles. It's Miles. Miles's thing because he, he's got to show that he is Spider Man. Like you know, he's Spider Man now, so this is his responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, you get to see it's so cool to see Spider Man being inspired by Spider Man in those like yeah. you know those, those he gets to be. Yeah, he's looking up at Peter B is looking up at Miles, but then he they don't cheat him out of Miles gets his own badass. He gets to take on the kingpin. Right. Like mono y mono and he right. fucking crushes it. Yeah. The uh <laughs> and then the the fact that the shoulder touch first oh, of my all God. first of all, the fact that due to Kingpin's own fucking bullshit of him not being able to let this go. Not only does he fail, but he fails on such a spectacular level that he has ruined his relationship with Vanessa and his son in every conceivable universe. Yeah. It's it wasn't <laughs> enough to ruin his relationship with them in this universe and obviously they died, but mm-hmm. they see the real king every version of them in every universe see the real kingpin and he inadvertently ruins their relationship with the kingpin of that universe across the multiverse simultaneously. Yeah. Um yeah, massive uh, Oh my god, what a what a what a like what a sucker punch of just like yeah. I mean that's what this guy gets, but also like, yeah, this is <sighs> really sad. Like yeah, because, yeah, you know, he was he was going about this the wrong way, but like his heart was kind of in the right right place, but man, he got just brutal brutalized mm-hmm. um as a result of his his dumb mistake. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and then like you know, the remember Jefferson sees Miles and doesn't even know that it's Miles, but is rooting for Spider Man, right? And that gives him the motivation to get after because he takes the same hit that R.I. Peter took, right? Right. But he manages to kind of like you know, I'm thinking about like Ray Skywalker and like kind of like legacy characters in general, and like you know, you kind of Miles is such his own thing that you kind of almost forget that he is technically a legacy character, but right. the way they just managed to. Just like Neo Matrix dodge every kind of like mistake or underserving thing that legacy characters sometimes like, no, like this dude, he is Spider Man. He earns this mantle and you, it is inarguable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, the shoulder um, touch, it's like funny, it's tear jerking, it's, it's empower, it's like, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. And then it's, but it, it also like, it's like a big it, it's so oh god it's it's like a fucking symphony man cuz it's yeah. it's it's the shoulder touch and then the blast back and then he catches him with the web and he swings him around like a balloon and then mm. he thro- and he's like hey hey kingpin push that button for me and throws him up into the button to shut down the collider like so it's not even the 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 shoulder touch isn't even like the big moment of yeah, like yeah. of like saving the day. He still has to like swing him around into the button. 
um, and to turn the collider off. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so, uh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, it's like a symphony um, of of fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the denouement is so good uh, mm-hmm. of of you know him calling his dad and watching him from the rooftop, and yeah. his dad is like at like the most crucial moment of his like professional career yeah yeah and and he's like uh sorry you're probably busy he's like no no no, i can talk i can talk because he's a dad first Mm -hmm. he's a fucking dad first he's a cop second always will be you know and and the 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 fact of him just being like hey uh i just thought of like you know we got this new wall at the police station i thought maybe you could like throw up tags (laughs) yeah yeah um, um, and he just hangs up and runs down to like hug him. Uh, yeah, it's so good because he can't. He's like, oh my god, my dad's gonna let me. He's like, he's letting me be me. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. Yeah. And then we get yeah. Like I thank you for your bravery tonight. I love you. I, love <laughs> I you. think what? about that all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Okay. Speaking of Shamik Moore, which we haven't mm-hmm. really like talked about because he he's amazing and he brings yeah. miles to life in such for an sure. incredible way. But like the the. I love you. Um, <laughs> it's so good. But also the bit where like, it's a puberty thing. No, it's not. I've already been through puberty. I'm, I'm a man. A man. Now. Like, yeah. Oh man. So good. So great. I'm a man now. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, he gets his closing narration where it's like, I've been Spider-Man for two days. Say a bunch of people got hit by a drone. Uh, this and that and like yeah it's i mean we've been talking about it all all episode but like his final of like his message to the audience is like you know i you know we're not alone like if you were and we were talking about it with preeti last week of like there's a reason that generations of weird kids have connected with this one superhero more than any other superhero and it's this idea that like you know you can wear the mask and if you didn't know that before you watch this movie i hope you know it now Right. Right. Oh man, it's so good. I can't wait to see what like the thesis statement of the of Across the Spider-Verse is. Yeah. Yeah. Like what what do they have to say about Spider-Man in this version? Because this feels so ultimate. Right. Right. Oh man. Um unbelievable like last shot of like him doing the backflip into his bed. And the um, sunflower and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. And then, yeah, uh, really, like, really great post credit scene that starts off as, like, a a very Marvel Studios kind of post credit scene and then ends on, like, a really funny joke. The trolliest, like, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Uh, really good Uh, underrated Oscar Isaac voice work because he sells both. Mm-hmm. Of like the kind of J- Joss Whedon-y sort of dialogue that he's given, and then like, hey, I, I am pointing at you. Stop you. You are pointing at me while saying that I all that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited to like learn more about him and get more of his performance in in Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, and uh, Greta Lee as uh, I guess I- interesting person number two or however she's credited. <laughs> Right, right. I think she has like a legitimate character name uh, okay. in in the sequel, but yeah, um, you know they don't want to spoil who they're playing. I guess for sure. 
Yeah, but, okay, uh, is, is she supposed to be a Peter variant or like another character? It'll be interesting. No, she's like I believe she's more of like a like a Jarvis Friday kind of okay AI computer person thing. Oh yeah, because like you know the year twenty nine twenty ninety nine. I'm sure that's like a thing. Yeah, right. Um. Anyway, uh, it is is this so so we often find ourselves asking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is this movie worse than than Spy Kids Four, or I guess uh, the Bubble, um, mm-hmm. depending on uh, our opinion of of that question? Sure. Um, <laughs> is this on the flip side? Is this the best movie we've ever covered? I mean, like pound for pound, beat for beat. Like I can't think of another movie that is just this. Like I said, it's all it's we we've reviewed movies. We've talked about movies that are a hundred percent. You know, like, yeah, Jurassic Park, Spider-Man 2, the first men in black. But like, this is like a hundred and ten percent movie. Yeah. Where it just there's not a single flaw. Nothing like like the thermometer and the Grinch. You know what I mean? Or like yeah, yeah. It, 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 it popped boom, off yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, It's oh, God damn. This movie's just unfucking believable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peak cinema. Woo! Into the Spider-Verse, babies. Yeah. It's always always a pleasure rewatching this. Um I don't rewatch movies super often, but like yeah, I mean every every time I go back to this. Like you said, I mean there's always something new to cuz like there's so much work and love and effort and artistry in every frame of this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, that's good we'll, anyway. we'll be back next week to talk Mysterio and mm-hmm. Nick Fury mm-hmm. and Nick, air quote Nick Fury Nick Fury <laughs> yes and uh, wow are we it'll be are, are we gonna time this out it'll be interesting to see because uh, like Secret Invasion comes out in July right June June yeah it'll wow. already be done I think by wow. now interesting yeah. Yeah. Um, so we won't we? as a, when we record far from home, we will have no idea what happens in Secret Invasion. So um, we won't be able to discuss that angle of it if there is one. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So yeah. listeners be charitable. I guess much like this week where they're like, oh, these idiots. Did they not see across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, we have. Just not when you've listened to this. Now, not when we recorded this. Yeah. So don't don't add us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, next week, Mysterio, Europe, the Elementals, the Elementals, um, far from home. Uh, Absolutely, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, all right, and the adventure continues. <laughs> yes. See you next week, everybody. Keep the whipping. Bye bye. Can't stop me now.